What's up and welcome to episode 37 of How Not To Summon A Podcast. As always, I'm Shini Senpai and this week I'm joined by the man to my left, Jim. Hello. And the man to my right, Grayson. You right, Scooby Gang? And this week we are going to be talking about episode 1 to 7 of the anime Orange. And we're going to be taking it seriously. We're bringing down the tone again. We want to reset everyone's palate a little bit. And uh, considering we watched shit last week, <laughs> considering <laughs> Ghost in the Shell and Kakagure and things like that, we thought, why not reset the palate and do this? So, Orange. The genre of Orange, it's a romantic slice of life. It's got some... It's got romance elements. For once, it gets it right. Yeah. yeah. It is a romantic yeah. slice of life. Yeah. I know I disagree with um, genres. A little bit of supernatural yeah, in it as well. Yeah. Mm. Sci-fi. A yeah, but that takes very a back slightly, seat. But yeah, it does take a back seat. That um, takes a massive back seat. You don't really... Yeah, it's got sci-fi, but you don't really think about it. And no, I prefer not, the not slice of life. Massive talk at the end about fucking alternate universes and... Yeah, they is kind there of, one? Is there many? Is it fucking a mirror? Is it? It's, it's odd because the teacher does it early on and that's probably enough. And, but yeah, yeah they, they like to refresh you and say, don't forget this was said earlier on, which I don't mind. Anyway, it was directed by uh, Hiroshi Hamasaki and Naomi Nakayama. They're not known for much else. Um, it was sort of a... Yeah, well, they went twos up on it as a project and uh, I think they've done a really good job. Yeah, I think they have as well. But uh, yeah. The studio. It, you don't get many collabs. No, no. To be fair, it, this is in anything. Really. Yeah, this is really the first time they obviously got a male and a female interpretation, which, which is which really is good, good well. because you get both sides yeah. of the uh, spectrum. Spectrum. Yeah, would be the right word for it. So the studio they picked up was Telecom Animation Film. They're known for doing things like uh, Tower of God, which is a really popular anime at the minute, and Don't Toy with Me, Miss Nagatoro. Another very popular anime at the minute. They're all very new. I, only Tower of God's been dubbed. The other one hasn't yet. So you've only watched Tower of God then? I have seen Tower of God. There we go. <laughs> of course you have. <laughs> and now we'll jump into some of the vocal actors. So I, obviously I'm going to highlight each member of the, the core group. Just quickly on the reducers. Yes. Oh, the, the, guys <laughs> the, the, the producers. <laughs> <laughs> Straight away. You just quickly on goose. the two people that made this. There yes. we go. The producers. Yeah, producers. Producers. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, see, now you've completely killed the directors. Was. Yeah, the directors. Hiroshi and Naomi. I was going to say, is this one of the first things they've ever done? Yes. Yeah. It's it's their biggest project. So they're being given bigger projects now because I would say probably Orange was so successful by the sounds of it, and actually it's very was rare. it successful? Because until you mentioned it, I'd not heard of it. Um. Probably successful in the market. Not that it as was much in. as you probably really? would have thought. Yeah. I, um, I don't think this would have been. I think this is one of those that would have developed a cult rather than a pop. It's really odd, really, considering the quality of it, that it wasn't as successful as you think. Really, is this possibly how they would then put on to bigger projects and to more projects? Would I you would. Say? I would say that. The, if they haven't got more work after this, why I'd haven't they got more? Yeah. Well, they, they have because of yeah. what you've already said that they've got these two new animes. So no, that's just the studio that's picked them up, not the directors. Really? So yeah, it's the same. That, that's the studio that did the Tower of God and things like that. But the directors and that they not yet anyway. By the looks of it, nothing. I'm surprised. Noticed. How old is Orange? It's not very old, is it? No, I don't think it's very old. Maybe Wait, two years. I mean, anime wise, yeah. Let's 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 have a Google. Dun, 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 oh, it's dun, been a while. Dun, 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 dun. 
Dun, dun, dun. Really? <laughs> Intermission. Oh my god, both ASMR. of you. 2016. There you go. So and it's called Orange Future. Is that the manga? Yes, probably. I would imagine uh, no, so. No, that's yeah. the anime. No, no, it might be the anime. Yeah. Okay. Or is, No, that looks like a movie. So, mm-hmm. in retrospect, a six-year-old anime isn't necessarily old. Not really. No. Um, not considering people wait around for six, seven, eight years for a second season of certain anime. I know, animes. it took so, four and a half, maybe five years, I believe, for fucking Attack on Titan season two. So in retrospect, it's not that old. Especially if you've got a catalogue. There is a film. There is a film. The original run of the, the show was 2016. And then they've decided to cut loads of bits out and make a film out of it. I mean, what did we talk about Sheenie on the way around here? And there's a live action film. Yes, I knew that. Yeah, yeah, I'd heard about Any, anything successful uh, romance-wise, they slice tend of life to wise yeah, as well. slice of life-wise, they do tend to make films out of. The, they came out the same year, the anime film and the anime show. How odd! Maybe they. It's not something I would have liked to have seen sliced down into a film. No, no, you could. But it would work. We've already said that it would work. Well, you, then you just get in the, the it notebook would work, or whatever. But it's not uh, the notebook. <laughs> the, the, notebook. The, the, yes, is it the notebook? Yeah, I think so. Or the the magic post magic box. pants. I was going to say. The magic post box where they write letters to each other, but they're at different times. Yeah, you know, that's the one. Is that Keanu Reeves? And oh, I don't remember. Who's yeah, fuck me, it was shit. Oh, Isn't God. it called the Lake House or something like that? Something like yeah. that, maybe. But yeah, no, I I wouldn't like to have seen this spliced down. I, this needed to be thirteen episodes instead of twelve. It didn't. It needed to be twelve. <laughs> twelve would have been fine. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. I was fine with thirteen. Yeah, I was I fine was, with thirteen. It it got a bit daunting. So before we've <laughs> shit on this anime i'm not gonna shit on it no we've shit on (laughs) anime for not having the amount of episodes to make it go through to its natural conclusion and breaking things off and actually using and cutting conclusion is a dangerous way to put it yeah but that is what we're on about here like we've seen animes that have cut early because and we've cut things down just to fit into 12 episodes i don't feel like anything was missed yeah nothing was missed on this one some things just went on a bit too long that you could have got rid of about 20 minutes so an episode not not uncomfortably too long yeah but just some things i'd have gone that could have been 30 seconds shorter that could have been two minutes i think slice of life always paces itself like that it really does slice of life has a tendency to give you what you ask for slice of life and it's in between and I, I love those classroom shots. life I and fucking love those shots yeah. it's just every now and then I'm just like that, that, that two minutes could have been cut mm. and if you I would have added all those up we probably could have got rid of yes because those bits don't add value to the story as such uh, but they pacing. are just slice it's of life pacing but yeah. they it's also flesh out the down, entire story that's what slice they, fle- of life they, uh, they flesh out not the story but the world yeah I and think. It, it means it's not so rushed I think rushed. it's purely a pacing thing yeah. it, it's just to slow the show down a lot rather than rushing through like and to make it adventurous and fast-paced is you get those shots to really slow the pace down yeah no i agree yeah yeah Yeah. and at times this did need slowing down a little bit because it was taking it a bit too far at points and you were like oh it's getting a bit much it was getting heavy so you were like "Mm, cut it back a bit and dial it down again guys and then bring it back anyway let's get into some of the voice actors or our main group of voice actors so naho Naho is voiced by Jill Harris. Jill Harris is known for being Nino in the quintessential quintuplets. Okay. And she's also Noelle, which is one of the lead female characters in Black Clover. A very long-running anime series. has got over, I, I think it's 200-odd episodes yeah, or something. Then we've got Kakaru. Kakaru is voiced by Mika 
Go on. I have faith. Use your words. Shul sod? A nuncio. You can't call him a sod. Oh, you sod. <laughs> and he is known for being, you know, in Black Clover. So the main male protagonist in Black Clover. So they've, they've taken them to use them. And they're obviously used to working together. They have done for over 200 episodes of Black Clover. So they, they have bounce a relationship off each other really well. made that comfortable and yeah. familiarity. Had a relationship already, so it's easier yeah. to get that interaction. And then the next one is Hiroto, um, otherwise known as Sua. Um, his name is Hiroto, his first name. I know they use Sua a lot, but it's very difficult in this because they call Naho Naho, which is her first name, but not Sua, whose first name is Hiroto. So I'm going to call him Hiroto. He's voiced by Jason Librecht. He is known for being the Beast Titan and Zeke Jaeger in Attack on Titan. Okay. And he's also Vulcan in Fire Force, the red-headed uh, mechanic. Okay. To be fair, I didn't actually get his voice for the Beast Titan. I think it's uh, like I think that. it's edited. I, no, Titan. I think it's different because the Beast Titan is yeah, it is it's like because edited. it has to be deeper. Yeah, as yeah. well, and skid like more daunting and yeah, yeah. Then we've got Azusa. Uh, she is voiced by Sarah Widenheth. She is known for being Toru in Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, the main female protagonist in that. They've actually picked out main protagonists from. So good voice actors. Yeah. They, even as like secondary characters in the group, they've picked out voice actors who are standalone voice actors themselves in well-known animes. And it shows. I think it, yeah, it does show. It yeah, shows. Yeah, it does show. Uh, next up is Takako, voiced by Jean Teraldo. We've had Jean before. She's known for being Norman in The Promised Neverland. Yep. Again, another mainstream character that's picked out to play a background character almost. In That's fact, the glasses guy, right? No, no, no. Uh, Takako is the the slightly Girl. aggressive, uh, yep. haired one of yep. the group. Oh, yeah. yeah. And last up is Saku, who's voiced by, which is the funny guy, voiced by Dave Trosco. I liked this guy. I like this guy. Only one who's not well known for stuff. In fact... But he just, was a, arguably the best voice there. He was that comedic relief that was so necessary to this whole thing. Which he was the reason hard to do. That's hard to do as a Very hard actor. to do. Yeah. But I might, well, I would disagree slightly because of the way he was told to act it because he was the straight man and voicing a straight man that just talks in this sort of accent and goes, well, this is what we're supposed to do, which is what he does. He's very matter huh? of fact. He shouted at everything. Not that much. He's very matter of fact about everything. His lines aren't long. No. He has specific one-liners and, and yeah. he'll shout the odd thing every now and again when they're winding him up about Azusa and stuff like that. But yeah, like I said, he was needed for this. Massive. 100%. So. He's the unfunny guy that's just funny because of the fact that he's trying not to be funny. Yeah, basically. He, he is the fun. reset He button. knows it's funny. <laughs> I mean, we did. He just delivers well. it dry. Yeah. And a funny fact about him was that he played the older Leflee brother in Space Dandy. <laughs> and it's all come full circle. <laughs> Season two on the way. It's the only time we're going to mention Space Dandy in this entire I just, episode. I, I saw that in his voice acting credits and I thought, that's quite funny. He was the older Leflee brother. So Season two confirmed. Before we dive into episode one, anyone want to take a stab at some ratings? So IMDb, what do you reckon? One. I'd put it around an eight point one as a guess. For a, no, no, they normally get it wrong, don't they? What IMDb? 
both of them and Rotten Tomatoes. 9.2. I'm going to go with an 8.5 on IMDb and probably, yeah, 9.1, 9.2 on Rotten Tomatoes. So I couldn't find anything on no. Rotten Tomatoes, I'll tell you no? that now. No, okay. But I got a Crunchyroll rating. Woo. Okay. But, what is, what's their rating so, system? Out of five? Out of, out of five. Out of five. Four and a half. Four and a half, yeah. I would have gone right, four and so a half. Crunchyroll gave it a 4.5 out of Yay. five. Yay! Yep. And uh, IMDb gave this a 7.6 out of 10. It's a fair rating. Is it? It's not an insult. I feel insulted. I, I feel insulted with that rating. 7.6 is... Considering some of the shite that we've seen go through <laughs> that. Attack on Titan, I know. <laughs> it's shit. Season 1 is fucking horrendous. It was a low-hanging fruit. You swung for it. <laughs> <laughs> but I agreed with my therapist. I wouldn't argue with you. <laughs> I'm glad I make you need one. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> Stop blowing your dad then. <laughs> And this is why I drink. <laughs> <laughs> so let's dive into episode one of Orange. Episode one opens with what we can see is a group of friends and they're standing outside of the school and they're digging up a time capsule. Not something a normal group of friends would do. No, your generation. Not my, my generation. No. My generation, every school, every year put down time capsules. Really? People became obsessed. I think Blue Peter did it. Which is a kid's show for our American audience that, like, it, it does everything. Shows you the latest technology. You can write letters to them and show art and they try to make stuff. It's a bit of everything. Time capsules were a big deal in the 90s. I think there was one time capsule put down at my school, primary and school. And there was usually, you probably walked over and they usually got, a, like, a yeah, copper a disc or a bronze disc on yeah. top of it. A little it, probably it looks a bit like a drain. Yeah, I have probably not didn't notice seen them. one, no. He went to a Catholic Pri- school. A private Catholic school. He went to a Catholic school. They don't believe in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Judgment Day is upon us. <laughs> they believe in the ruler. That's it. <laughs> the group pull out a photo from the time capsule. Oh, that that, that really threw him, didn't it? <laughs> and the group pull out a photo and they talk about how it's been 10 years since they last put the capsule in the ground. And they're all now 26 years old. This is when we meet mainly Naho for the first time and she's talking about regret and that she has so much regret for what happened and you're kind of sitting there and you're like I mean you've already seen the photo so you know a member of the group isn't there but it doesn't sort of lend on to much until later on still didn't know what the hell was going on to be honest at this point you don't get any information on it the only information you get is that Naho has big regrets and then that's it that's all you sort of find out and then we jump and we we see a young naho and she's just about heading off to school and she finds a letter on her doorstep she takes the time she opens it it's a letter from herself but she doesn't she doesn't read it she just sees that it's addressed from herself i mean even if you're late for school you're reading this letter right you're like that's my handwriting that's a letter from me to me what's going on to be fair, I'd be there for about three years trying to read my handwriting. So. <laughs> to be fair, we've seen Sheenie's handwriting a thousand times. Yeah. He probably just thinks, oh, that's a doctor's, <laughs> doctor's letter coming in. I must have rained on this page. It's a bit smudged. <laughs> so she doesn't read it and she rushes off to school. And she also mentions the fact that she's got a diary and that she writes in it about her days. Who has a diary these days? Is it an old thing? You have a diary. I have a journal, yeah. You have a journal? Consistently since I was about seven or eight. Every day? Not every day, no. Or just important things? No, it's like three or four times a week. Once a week. Not me. 
I don't have a diary. No, it's. Uh, I think it's quite an outdated thing. I think it is an outdated thing when you can message all your problems instantly and you can sort them out online or, you know, you just go through them in your own head. Grayson's going to write a book eventually one day with his diary, no I'm sure. To, no one wants to read my journals. <laughs> Nobody workings. could read your journal. <laughs> That's can read not your true. <laughs> I have a fancy fountain pen and everything. It's invisibility. And ink. it's leather bound. Mm-hmm. I know. It has one of those heart locks on I it. I like my journal. <laughs> 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 heart lock. You're not wrong. <laughs> my, my journal's like I like my women. It's leather and thick. And with a metal lock on <laughs> the I chastity mean, belt. A chastity belt. It has a name, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> a metal lock. So, Naho gets to class, and it's only then that she decides that she's going to open up the letter. As she opens up the letter, a new student gets introduced to the class. The new student is Kakaru. She looks down, and the letter mentions, literally, that Kakaru was going to join that class that day. And it also talks about, like how she overslept and things like that. it basically says what she planned to write in the diary that day it repeats it to her now at this point are you not freaking out i mean a little bit you would be a little bit that it's, it's calling your day shot for shot you'd be a little freaked out absolutely shot for shot and it's actually called the fact that a new student's come in and their name to be honest only reading the first bit i would just be like hmm did this new guy send this letter to me? Because he wouldn't know. Who I've never met before. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be my first thing. Yes. Well, the only things that you've read so far is that this guy's going to enter the classroom. And he knows he's going to enter that classroom. Yeah, and he knows his own name. Yes. But what he didn't know was what the thoughts that were going through your head that morning. That's true. That is true. About what you were planning on writing in it. Uh, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I'd be freaked out instantly. I, I, I would probably put the letter away. And you just are re- like, no, yeah. you are reading that letter in its entirety. Right, can we address two things? One thing annoyed me. Right, mm. they all never read ahead until much later. You're reading the whole fucking thing. Right? I would, I would read the whole thing. I guess they read it day by day. These yeah, fucking I, lunatics. Well, no, no, they're reading the next day so that yeah. they can deal with the next day. I, I spoke, the they're reading thing. it, planning, reading, planning, right. reading, planning. You'd read it all the way through and then you go, right, this day I need to do this. And then you might you <laughs> might do it that way. Quite honestly, right, you're reading the day, the, the end day, day X, right at the end there. And you're going, I've only got to stop that. I'd look all the way to the end and then go. <laughs> I've just got to be so, at this crossroad yeah. at this time and I'll do. And just like push him out. And you're not way. actually helping anything and you think you are, but... I guess. Although, if you're reading the letter and the letter is from yourself and it's saying specifically, you must do this, you must do that, you must do this, then maybe you are taking it a little bit seriously and, and doing those things. Although, unlike them, you, you, you're you kind of following the letter to a T, aren't you? I know they don't have a choice because obviously the, the more they follow it to a T, the actual more they can't follow it to a T, almost. I probably well, yeah, wouldn't. I changed pro- the previous day, the yeah. next day is going to be different. Exactly. I probably wouldn't believe the letter until like what happens after that first day but what Sheena said eventually that letter's going to be wrong it's, that's what you're saying if, it's you a bit unf- up, if you fuck around with one day the next day is not going to be the same as what it's, it it's, was 10 years ago no. when that letter was written it's not or 10 years in the future when the letter well it's the written. butterfly effect it's the butterfly it? effect yeah, yeah. yeah. She, you never watch the butterfly <laughs> you know what the butterfly effect is don't you yeah <laughs> Do you want to explain it? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you, you want, explain the butterfly no. effect to us, Jimmy. No. No, no, no. no. Class to... is in session. I, I teacher want... has asked you a question. Do you want... Ast- Definitely Ast- not Ast- a teacher. Aston Kutcher, <laughs> butterfly effect. Yes, I have watched it. 
Life where is, he does one thing and then it affects the next thing and then that affects the next thing. Yes, but what specifically causes... is the butterfly effect? Well, like I just said, mm-hmm. if you change one thing, then everything yeah, else around that will Why is it called the butterfly effect? Because it has a ripple effect throughout time and it changes things. All right, well, fuck <laughs> yourself, then. Grayson, why is it called the butterfly effect? It's because uh. it's, it's a, an actual metaphor, isn't it? It's um, when a butterfly flaps its wings, while it might not change anything instantly, the shock of those wings can spread. So a ripple effect. everything. And it's also an expression that if you were to go back in time and even just step on a butterfly, yeah. that can have drastic changes in the future simply because you kill a butterfly, then the animal that might have been eating the butterfly might not then eat the butterfly, which then might mean that it dies and so on and so forth. It's supposed to be a knock-on. So a ripple effect. <sighs> a chain of events. Yes. Exactly it's, what I just said. It turns it's a more into effect. a tidal wave because you're drastically changing the future because of a very small incident in the past. Yes. But that doesn't seem to happen here. At all. Because of because the they're parallel not, they're universe. Not, in theory. essence, they're not drastically changing anything, I guess. So everything's still following a certain path. Because of the know. multiverse like, theory. His grandma was in one place where she shouldn't have fucking been. That's drastically changing some things. Multiverse theory. Oh, uh, I guess only if she was to then have a, an effect herself by being in that. But she place. would have affected everyone that she talked to or interacted with. That yeah, day, yeah, possibly. Unless she had no effect and you just spoke to her and she didn't yeah, she just stayed at life. home the whole she, time. She didn't change her life in any way. It's not <laughs> <laughs> put herself on charge. I'll it's just the... <laughs> wait here till he comes home. But that's why it's the multiverse theory. Well, it argues well, this, between this, this is this is this is the multiverse theory, but we'll get into that. So there's one more thing. Yes. One more thing. Why does every male protagonist we've watched recently look like fucking Kirito from Sword Art Online? Yes, he does. <laughs> he really did. It looks like different art styles of oh, Kirito. Yeah. Kakagura was exactly the same. Yeah. Why? They. I mean, we can't say that about Ghost in the Shell. Dark-haired prick. Yeah, they have a generic go-to for what an attractive guy should look like in an Is that anime. what it is? It's to yeah. make them attractive? Yes, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a good enough explanation for me. I'm just wondering why. Yeah, it's their sort of go-to attractive guy has this sort of style the, and the look. The dark, and... scruffy look with... Well, he's not supposed he... to be dark, is he? He's... No, but the but dark hair, the, the dark black hair. Yes, hair yeah, and... yeah, yeah, yeah. That is their sort of go-to, this is what is attractive. Jim, you've got brown hair. Oh. <laughs> so, the group... You're saying there's a chat. <laughs> <laughs> Some hair dye, Yeah. <laughs> So the group all get together and they decide that they're going to invite Kakaru on his first day to hang out. And Naho, Naho sees in her letter that she shouldn't have invited him. The letter specifically says, under no circumstances whatsoever, do you invite him? But she chooses to not listen because she doesn't believe the letter is what Which it you is. wouldn't. You might question it at the start, but you're not going to be like... Oh. I don't think the letter really pushed enough how important that was. I mean, to be fair, what it really should say was, don't bring him along or else he will never see his mother <laughs> who dies because of this decision. I mean, yeah. 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 If you'd have put it in black and white like that, you might have just been like, you know what? Probably shouldn't allow this guy to come along. Let's invite him tomorrow. Yeah, come tomorrow. Just in case, you know, because fuck knows if this is right or not, or if it's going to, you know, but if it does turn out to be true, I'm not being the cause for that. I mean, like one paragraph. It just would have been one paragraph (laughs) of this will cause all of the problems down the line. It is true. What would have happened if she'd have followed that very first instruction? 
Exactly. Well, it would have split off into the... Yeah. It would have been a fucking Godzilla effect. Massive. It would have just been the multiverse theory. It would have just changed... That would have been it. Because he would have... His mum would never have then... Problem is, though, his attitude towards his mum wouldn't have changed. So would it have not happened eventually anyway? Because he still had that um, teenage animosity towards his mother. Yeah. And he would have continued to have that. And because, obviously, she suffered from mental illnesses... She eventually. It might not have happened that day. It might have not happened that another day, day. But it would have happened another day. I think so. I think it would have ended up happening anyway. I mean, she was restricting him from his life as well by but ban- he might banning not him from have... joining teams. And then because you go he was into being bullied and stuff. Wasn't she it? had a reason, yeah. but she never spoke she, to him. She dealt with it very badly. Very badly. Yeah. You to the point where he he hated hide it. Them away. Yeah. Yeah, but I think solving that one time yeah maybe it might have happened later down the line but he might not have felt like he was the cause of it because yeah, the reason why he feels like he was the cause of, the of final it because message. of the final message yeah i well, get that and not the, the final her message, message kind well, yeah. of stabbed that guilt that in him got. as well yeah yeah but after this scene kakaru decides that he's going to go with the group we don't know why he's not supposed to go with the group or anything like that because the letter doesn't go into detail he goes off with the group. We get a little of... You've like, had 10 years to write this fucking letter. You've had 10 years. And you don't think maybe that's... The maybe I'll the give most... him a bit of context. Just and maybe. they do, right at the end, actually. The letter doesn't even need to be long. The letter just needs to say on this day... I'm pretty certain... Like, on this day, letter, don't invite him because he won't see his mum for the final time. The letter could have been sent a week before, explaining everything that was going to happen for the week so that you start to believe the letter, so that when the important incident happens, you're... Already on board. Yeah, yeah. Your fucking team letter at this point. But obviously they have no control on when the letter's supposed to reach the person it's supposed to reach. Yeah, this is true. Imagine if that had turned up like five months late. <laughs> In this country, it would. <laughs> yeah. UK, Royal I'm Mail. I'm still waiting for my cigars. <laughs> Second class post. <laughs> Not even black holes would have got it here on time for the you know, Royal Mail postage service. So it, fuck up <laughs> so it leads into some slice of life stuff where we have Azusa and she's um, we find out a bit about her and her family runs a bakery and great soundtrack by the way oh, all we, we, we fucking loved every single yeah, minute of the music in this and she sort of we get the little like who wants what bun and this that, and the other and then Kakaru notices that Naho picked a bun that she might not have wanted those and they buns trade. by the way yeah. there's some real there's fucking bangers in there, there. isn't there? Fucking bangers. adventurous. <laughs> I, I'd have loved one of the like lemon buns or one of the mango buns or something like that. They're just normal buns. You can go to Starbucks. Oh, I'm sorry. Which muffin. bun would you like? The lemon muffin. The curry bun. The cu- That's oh. the one that weirded me out. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is a curry bun? <laughs> I would imagine it would be katsu curry. Powder. In a bun? Just a bun with yeah. some curry in the middle. That's not normal. <laughs> yeah, but we also have cinnamon buns, yeah. which have cinnamon in the middle. Yeah, cinnamon yeah, but that's not curry with sweet bread. But this would be, I guess, savory bread savory with curry bread, in yeah. the middle. That's nah, not normal. <laughs> it's just a roll. You're just technically is a, a curry roll. That's not normal. Not in our country, no. No, but uh, I would imagine in Japan that's not it's right. probably normal. It probably doesn't make it right. The next bit we get is, as you highlighted, it's like a musical interlude of them all spending the day together hanging out and the music carries it along at a really nice pace it is it was genuinely a pleasure just to sit and watch and listen a lovely day and that's what the music portrays isn't it pretty much it was just a happy day I only had one fault with the art style as well the rest of it was fucking phenomenal what's your fault we'll come to it the lips 
every now and then they looked. Are you guys in final space? Yes. Please tell me. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Gary. It, they look like the real raw Gary every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and watch it. Every now and then it's just the real raw Gary. <laughs> the smolder. It got, yeah. It's just the lips were just overdrawn a little bit and it didn't look right. It looked like the real raw Gary. Fair. I thought you were going to say his... Um... But that is it. And it was only there, like, I noticed it maybe two or three times in the whole show. Yeah. So... The day ends and we get Naho again at home and she is about to write in her diary and she stops and she goes back to the letter and she sort of compares it to her diary and again, as she already knew, word for word, she writes in what she was thinking that she'd already seen in the letter anyway. And, and that, that she had read ahead. And then, then that gets the question is... Is it what she was thinking, or is she thinking it because of the letter? Well, yeah, that's what I thought. Then I thought, you get stuck in a paradox. She's, she's wrote it in, but she'd already read it in the letter anyway, and it was kind of like, what? and then she's surprised that it's in the letter, and I was like, well, yeah, but, but then, you knew it was going to be in the letter. Which one came first, then? Yeah, it's weird. Is it the thought or the, the letter? But yeah, but we know it's not her diary that's been sent to her. It's a handwritten letter. Yeah. Not a diary entry, which you have to remember, obviously, because otherwise you'd just like, oh, no, her past set up future self sent her past self her diary but she didn't she sent a handwrote letter saying do this do that then that would be the future diary and that's a whole different <laughs> kettle of fish that get one. out <laughs> <laughs> I mean that would have changed this dramatically surely every diary is the past diary yeah, well yeah it details the past yeah so what's a future diary a future diary would detail what's everything coming? you were going to do in the future or think in the future which you wrote down in the diary so basically, what you are supposed to write in your diary for next week journal. would already be in there. Journal. It's a diary. The future is what you write in. Men have journals. It's a, it's a diary. It's a journal. So Dear diary. It's <laughs> a <Dear> journal. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the next day, everyone goes to school and we get no kakaru. He's not turned up. He's not come in. And this happens for a while. He's off school for, is it around a week? I think or two, weeks. two weeks. Two weeks. So he, go, he is missing for two weeks. So Naho decides to look at the letter because the letter might hold the answer as to what's happened to him. Are you ignoring this letter for two weeks? Well, no, she reads it the like minute the day he doesn't after. show up the next day. I'd be like, fuck And you remember... You read it that fucking night. Well, you'd know the letter said don't invite him under no circumstances you invite him. He doesn't turn up the next day and you're like, okay. Fuck Hold okay. on a minute. Hold on a minute. <laughs> Did I just kill this guy? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's your first go-to. That yeah. is your first go-to. You're like, oh, fuck. Has he killed himself? Not yet. Ooh, that's exactly <laughs> my response. <laughs> Jake's wrong <laughs> And when she's reading through the letter, she sees not why he's not there. She sees the words that she wrote that she fell in love with Kakaru. That's what she reads. She reads that sentence. That this was the day I fell in love with Kakaru. That's the bit that she highlights out of all the bad stuff in the letter. That's the bit that stands out for her. Two weeks later... I did write it down. Two weeks later, Kakaru comes back and all he tells to everyone is that he was just ditching for two weeks. He, you know, he couldn't be bothered. He had stuff on, couldn't come to school. Oh, the bad boy look. <laughs> oh, I, I was off for two he's weeks. He's got the cross necklace as well. Yeah, yeah. He must have got that from Vin Diesel. <laughs> or from Catholic school. Family. <laughs> La Familia. La Familia. <laughs> well, so... <laughs> his La Familia was not too strong. <laughs> So we get the moment then when they're all out and they're on the baseball field and 
they're talking about the fact that this this school team that they're playing against has got this new pitcher who's really good. They're like going pro, and this looks like a fucking hench dude, right? Uh, yeah, I thought it was supposed to be a was girl. This a dude? It is a girl. You just said hench dude. I mean, I thought it was a chick. Yeah, it is a chick, but well, it might be. She's butch. <laughs> She's strong. Mm. <laughs> Let's not use the term butch. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> And in Naho's letter, it says that she is to accept the request to hit. So, obviously, she's not sure what the hell's going on at this point. She's just like, well, what's that mean? Because she wusses out. Yeah, the letter basically says that in the past, she decided not to, and her friend Azusa got struck out, and it was just a bad time for everybody. She felt like she'd let them down, and that would be a good time to make it up. And it happens again. She gets asked, you know, can you hit? For us, and she backs down, and Kakaru comes in, and he actually backs her up, and is like, "Oh no, she doesn't want to do it. She's hurt." He actually says, "Oh, she's hurt, and she can't do it." And she is actually genuinely hurt, isn't she? Yes. If I remember rightly, she actually does have. Well, a- no, her shoes are too big. So she's got blisters. <laughs> That's it. She's got a blister. <laughs> <laughs> now we've all played football at one point in our lives. So, You've yeah, played through blisters, haven't you? Yes, we yeah, have. yeah, 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 yeah. But not because my shoes are too fucking big. Yeah, it's not like you're running on it constantly. Stand. Run to the next base. Walk. <laughs> yeah. You could probably walk. Or get a home run. Yeah, exactly. You don't <laughs> have to do any running then. So she decides that she's actually going to do it. She doesn't want to not do what the letter says at this point. So she goes. She steps up. It's a bit of a cheat sheet, though, because the letter actually tells her exactly where, where the, the pitch, pitch is, is coming. Be, yep. Yeah, it's a bit of a cheat sheet. To be honest, looking back at this letter, they could have at least gave her some advice for the next 10 years. Are we supposed to believe that this... Could have given her the lottery numbers. Yeah. Could have, could have, could have. Could have. Are we supposed to believe that this, like, 90-pound Japanese girl can hit a home run? I believe anybody could. As long as they hit it in the right area. No. Velocity and... Yeah. The angle and everything like that. With a big enough lever, everything is possible. But no, not with a baseball bat. And her being 90 pounds and fucking, like, 16. I'll have you know. (laughs) Right. I was once a 90 pound Japanese girl. <laughs> <laughs> and on that day, I hit a home run. <laughs> and I became Jim. San. Jim San. <laughs> that just sounds like a sandwich. <laughs> this sounds like a flower. It's a Jim San. Jim San sounds. Well, there is. There's a ginseng. Sounds like a ginseng is a, is, is is a yeah. thing. I'll say it sounds like a drink. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a cocktail or some kind. Get a nice, refreshing gym, son. <laughs> <laughs> the home run. <laughs> It'll hit you for six. <laughs> That's the British version <laughs> of softball. <laughs> anyway, uh, she hits the home run. We get then the scene she's where not. she's injured and Kakaru comes over and he's like, let me help you and plaster up your... Poorly foot and <laughs> your blister. She didn't even walk oh. bases, by the way. She did. Did it, she? Yeah. You saw her walk into one, and then it kind of cut. And then the letter. She remembers that the letter says that she's to encourage Kakaru to play soccer, to join the. So- I don't want to say football. That. To join the football team. Football. And so she speaks to him about that, and she says she tells him to play football, and she's also like, uh, "I've been watching you." play and you're really good and you should play more it's creepy yeah it is creepy i've been watching you through my letters and <laughs> and the episode ends with them jumping back to what is her future self 
And we see that she's with Hiroto. This bit annoyed me a little bit. And he's gone to buy flowers. Uh, and everyone's like, why are you buying flowers, Hiroto? And he's like, oh, there's a reason I'm getting the flowers. And they mentioned that 10 years into the future, Kakaru is gone. And that's how the episode ends. What annoyed you about Hiroto? Because they're trying to change the past, not knowing if it'll permanently change their past or an alternate universe's past. That's the big thing, is you don't know if there's a multi-universe theory or a single universe, well, and it changes everything. No, they do. Because they, 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 Hagata explains it to them when they decide to send the letters. He's like, you do realise that if we're if it's true that you know you can't alter the yeah. future or, if or it's this true, timeline... suggests that they but, don't yeah, know. You're still taking yeah. that shot in the dark. They're taking that shot their in the love while he's Kaku- holding a fucking newborn baby. I know, but their love for Kakaru and the 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 hurt that you're they feel... You're not risking it. They're that torn up about you're it. You're not risking they, it. I don't give a fuck who not. you are. You're not risking it. You're holding your newborn baby. You're like, yeah, yeah let's, let's maybe erase this. Well, I'm forever living with the guilt that yeah. he's died. Yeah. But you can't But then you're going to... For your, a decision he made, because he did make that decision to die. He, he did. killed himself. I don't think he did. Yeah. In that he, one. He killed himself, he yeah. They find out later on, but we'll, yeah. we will get into that. He made a decision to die. You're making the decision for this baby to die. Possibly. Well, no, because the baby would have never existed. That's the point. So it's not really dying. It is dying. If you're changing the past, it would have never you're, existed. You're, and you would you're never going know that into it was that there. decision knowing That's that baby, baby will not <laughs> Don't. I said this to Fran the other day. So, oh, this is going to be about. I'm sorry, Fran. <laughs> we can get ready it. to just we in case cut it out. we can cut it's it. It's fine. So me and Fran were, were doing the noughties. And whenever I finish my cup of tea cup of tea morning mr smith morning, morning yeah. mr smith whenever i get to the morning mr smith part and the never babies come out as frank calls them it's a very common saying in the uk mm. they're never babies this particular occasion she was waddling to the bathroom was like I, I need to go to the bathroom we need to get rid of the never babies she never n- not says it and it's never not funny <laughs> on this particular occasion it wasn't the front that got finished in Okay, that's... It was the back right, end. we can take this out. <laughs> and but... I, 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 I wish you'd have said that earlier in that. But... Commenting boys thing. always support safe sex. It, always, always. <laughs> Front or back. Always. <laughs> Top or bottom. As I'm Either walking way. down the stairs, she says this, and I go, you know, if they're in there, they're, they're not never babies, they're lost boys. <laughs> <laughs> She laughed and a bit fell out. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 if anybody's seen him to our regular show. <laughs> <laughs> now for your regular broadcast. <laughs> now, now for the bit that you never heard because that it's been funny. cut from that the entire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're just going to leave a massive gap and then we're going to jump straight in and everyone's going to be like, what did we miss? <laughs> no, I want you to bleep it. Like, <laughs> that's bleep. Yeah. And then beep, and then and then and then and I said beep, and then and then a beep fell out. <laughs> yeah, like I want beeps. Okay, all the way through. <laughs> okay, so beep 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 beep. Never yeah. babies. Beep beep beep. <laughs> so we jump into episode two. Episode two opens with Naho. She's reading the letter. She sees that she wrote the sentence about. Ten years from now, Kakaru is no longer with us. She doesn't choose to read on. She just reads the sentence, Ten years from now, Kakaru isn't with us. She doesn't like spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> it's technically spoilers. Yeah, I suppose so. Then we re- get the bit where Naho 
said about lunch. So she said that she regretted the fact that in the past she promised to make kakaru lunch um, because... I want this lunch, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> these lunches look great. They look great. Until she said mashed potato in the last one. But until then, <laughs> I was on board. You don't like mashed potato? Uh, it's it's cold mashed, mashed potato. is okay, but it's cold and it's not smash. Yeah. Uh, well, we smash don't know Smash is that. superior. We don't know that the mash didn't get smashed. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the past, she promised... <laughs> I know what you were thinking. Smashed, yes. Oh, funny. Oh, he's a funny boy, that one over there. <laughs> so, in the past, she promised to make him lunch, but she chickened out. And she tells her past self, don't chicken out this time, make him lunch. It's a bit it, weird. Is it? They no. always they call her a mother. Yeah, she, she is. That's kind of she like her role. She does adopt the mother of the group role. I noticed you haven't made lunch, so I made you lunch. <laughs> But the what other guys, no, she no, the she other guys go that go to the thing, I'd be like, well, where's my lunch? I've been yeah. hanging out with you for years and yes, you've never looked at me and gone, ooh. Is it not already obvious that she's kind of into Kakaru? Like at this point already. You know me, right? Well, she's already in love with him, isn't she? Isn't that what yes, I said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She falls in love I with him after the whole baseball thing. Baseball. and the, the, yeah. Pashini, yeah. look at me. Yeah. All right? Yeah. We've known each other for years. Yeah. If somebody came up and gave you lunch, who I'd known for years, and then they hadn't made me lunch... <laughs> You know I'd be like, where's my lunch? Doesn't mean you're getting lunch. Where's my lunch? You can ask the question, but it doesn't mean you're getting Yeah, it. I'd still ask the question at least. You don't need lunch. <laughs> <laughs> the very large pot talk to the kettle. <laughs> so we jump to Hiroto, and it gets to the bit where he invites Kakaru to come to football practice. He's like, I heard you're a really good footballer. You know, a birdie told me. Naho. And he convinces him to, it's like, do a trial. Play one game, yeah. I thought it was no, like it's a couple like of a, weeks. Like a few weeks and he's going to try out for a few weeks before he breaks into the team and if he wants to join. I thought he had a game and then he was like a provisional basis thing after that one game. No, and no, then he no. joined a team later. Yeah, this is like a provisional thing. Join the club provisionally, see if you want to actually join it for real. Well, first of all, Sua says that um, he's like, Come join the team. And he's like, mm, no, I don't think I want to join the team. And then he's like, oh, well, um, maybe try it on a provisional basis or yeah. just for a couple of weeks to see if you like it. And he's like, oh, I don't know if I want to, but gets convinced to in this timeline because in the other timeline, he sort of does it for two weeks and then... He does the provisional and then just quits. Yeah. but it... Their play that they're, they're supposed to be them showing off is, is one pass. <laughs> It doesn't. Well, I don't need the in depth of how uh, good I they are. Need, I don't need the in depth, but for fuck's sake, if you're gonna show it, <laughs> fucking show it. I've seen Saturday it was, League. It was a, <laughs> one pass is quite a lot. It was one two, and that was it. It was done. So not only does he agree to join provisionally, he turns to Naho and he actually asks her, "Can you call me in the mornings to help wake me up for practice?" Because I'm not very really good at getting up early on my own. It's five o'clock in the fucking morning. I it don't is, think so, she, mate. She agrees to ring him early nope. in the morning to get him up. Nope. Five a.m. Nope, nope, At nope. that point, you're in a relationship. Yeah, yeah. You're not doing that for Frank a friend. Frank gets up at five o'clock in the morning. Makes me an espresso. What? You, you, that's what he means. You're in a relationship. I mean, if that's I happening, am in, like, a you're in a relationship. relationship. If a mortgage and everything else, yeah. I'm not if doing this for a bird I just met. Uh, yeah, or, you or your mate. Fuck off. Your mate turned around and went, mate, can you ring me at five in the morning every day so I can get up? You'd be like, no, fuck you. Fuck off. Set an alarm, you iPhone using prick. She. 
when you phone no. me up in the morning? I'm not Jim, an early man. We can't get you up in the evening. <laughs> well, we can't mm. get him on time. No. Every time Sheena goes to your house, you're in your fucking underwear. Damn right, I am. <laughs> because I'm going to his house. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Hello there. He has an effect Hello on there. ladies. <laughs> and Sheena. Also, in the um, footage of them playing football, Kakaru's in, like, jeans and a shirt. Yeah, like, rolled up school yeah. school. Uh, everyone else is in full shirt. soccer gear, and he's running around in jeans and a t-shirt. They didn't have a spare kit. Uh, uh, jeans and a shirt. Yeah, they didn't I have know, a spare kit. I know, but fucking hell. Come on. They've got a, a spare pair of shorts. <laughs> but we see him... Yeah, but they're from, like, that bin that okay. nobody wants to go and get wrong. <laughs> yeah, the you remember those bin. ones where you're yeah. just, like... Oh, oh you forgot, forgot my stuff, kit, and they're like, you? "Oh, good, go and get it from the bin of doom." <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, "Oh no, get something that looks like a crop top for me." <laughs> the bin of shame. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a fishnet crop top from the eighties as well. <laughs> I tell you what, nobody would want to mark you. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, a sweaty, hairy belly slapping against. <laughs> <laughs> He looked like oh, oh god, Shimonita. Looked like the big guy from Shimonita. <laughs> you remember yeah, from the bus. Gorky. Gorky, that's the one. <laughs> so after we get the scene of him playing, he's having fun, we get Hiroto urging him to join the team. He's you know, after one practice, Hiroto's like, Look, come on, you are good enough. You don't need to do this. You you need to just come and join the team. Again, Naho recognises that this conversation is just like the letter said it would be. That Hiroto is going to push him into joining the team. I think he gives him like a nine-minute ultimatum to answer. and It's very weird. It's like, it's very I'll give weird. you nine minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Not ten. And it's Ten's silent. too many. Not ten seconds, nine minutes. <laughs> and it's silence as well. Of it him is. just standing there with his hands together going, please, please join me. <laughs> It's weird. Nine minutes of silence. They even show it. And it's just like, did nobody go, hmm, maybe make up your mind a little bit earlier. We cut to the end of the day and Naho's at home and she's thinking about the whole lunch thing, about making Kakaru lunch. She then goes, no, it's silly. I can't do that. You know, we're not in a relationship or anything like that. It would just be weird if I made him lunch. Which is. Looks back, thinks about the letter and how much she says that she regretted it. And at this point, look, you're not going to go against the letter. You're not. If I was her parents, though. Well, mum is sus. When she runs, When she runs back down, she starts making the food. The mum's like, that's a lot of food for one person. Like, for a 90 pound girl. <laughs> Who... why, why is it always 90 pounds? Because <laughs> that's a small girl. Mm-hmm. It's under 100 pounds. That's a small girl. The average girl, like fit, fit girl, is like 120 pounds. Like... I don't know. Cheerleadery type, that's £120, isn't it? Is I don't it? know. Is it? Yeah. How do you know the weights of different <laughs> women? <laughs> I'm an expert. Hmm. <laughs> I stand there just weighing them up and lift. He knows his pounds of flesh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't put it like that. That ain't right. <laughs> I can see the ending. I can see the ending. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so... As she's making the lunch, she she runs off after making the lunch and the mum turns around to the dad. I like this bit when she's like, oh, I think she's having her first crush. And the dad's like, oh, God, that's literally (laughs) it. He literally turns and goes, oh, God, 
I love that bit so much. That's and the only bit of carries on get at all. Carries on drinking his beer, yeah. watching telly again. Why do you look at me when you say that? The man with the beer in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> the dad with the beer in his hand. Yep. The next day, Naho spends the entire day concerned about actually giving Kakaru the lunch. And she keeps chickening out. And then she goes to do it. And he's already left the room and gone and got his own lunch. And... She's fucking annoying at this point. It's just yeah. like, give him the fucking lunchbox. You made the fucking lunch. I know. But she's nervous and she doesn't want to do it. Do it. And as I said, she waits too long at the lunchtime, misses her opportunity. And then then, then it's weird. After yeah. lunch has been and gone and he's eaten, then it's weird to then give him his lunchbox. I brought you a lunch that you've already eaten. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another lunch. Eat Get more. That. Exactly. <laughs> I'm a feeder. <laughs> and then we get the moment at the lockers when... Kakaru actually turns to Naho and mentions and is like, your bag's a lot larger than it was the other day. Like, is it heavy? Do you need a hand carrying it? And she panics and snatches the bag back out of his hands and Kakaru's just like, he's hurt. Well, yeah. He's hurt. He's offered to help her and she's reacted poorly to it. And he's almost like, oh God, maybe she doesn't actually like me at all. He is very brittle though. Like, he, he has those swings that are crack. The man yeah. has issues. Yeah, exactly. Um, And he doesn't want to, like... He doesn't want people to hate him, but he also doesn't want to... doesn't want to invest himself in other people's lives too much. And he doesn't want people investing well, in his lives. That's why he lives. lasts all the time. Because if he lasts, so people think he's fucking happy, so they'll leave him alone. They ignore him. This is it, yeah, to fit in. Because it's always him starting the laughing fit. Have you noticed that? Whenever the whole group laughs, he's the one that laughs first. Yeah, starts it. starts it. Defense mechanism. Yeah. So we get to the bit where they're finally... Naho and Kakaru are sitting down together and Kakaru talks about the fact that he's absolutely starving. I mean, the guy knows that she's got a lunchbox in there for him, right? You've got a lunch for me. (laughs) (laughs) He's already commented about the bag being heavy. (laughs) And it's like a mighty heavy bag there. <laughs> You've got lunch for me. <laughs> Give it here. And there's another t shirt. <laughs> You've got lunch for me. That bag's mighty heavy. <laughs> Is anyone else sweating right now? Oh, <laughs> oh. crying. Oh. Right. That's a mighty heavy bag. This is a very, very, like, <laughs> dour episode, but, but God. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'd be like. If I was that guy, I'd be like, you got a lunch. <laughs> Give it here. I'm absolutely that? starving. <laughs> Feed me. <laughs> Why, when you say it, do you sound like a character from the Mighty Boosh? <laughs> Oh. Hello, Dave. <laughs> you got lunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Right. Actually, I thought more of a uh, team. I thought more of lunch for me. So, <laughs> Naho decides to ask Kakaru about the missing two weeks. She turns around to him and she's like, What happened in your two weeks off? And <laughs> I didn't get any food. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get lunch. <laughs> hink, hink, wink, wink. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll be quiet now. <laughs> Kakaru doesn't answer her. 
because he's for hungry. A li- for a little, because he's hungry. <laughs> for a while. Um, and then he does. He turns to her and he says, the reason I wasn't in school for two weeks is actually my mum died. And then he divulges a bit more into that. And he's like, she committed suicide on my first day in school. The The day that I came and hung out with you guys was the day that she went she, out and hung out. <laughs> she, actually, I don't, I don't think we get a, there's no, there's no description on what she no. did. All we know is that she committed suicide because he was supposed to go with her to the hospital. I think they say that, don't they? Well, he talks about the fact that he's also a bit down about the fact that he did promise his mum that he wouldn't join a club and he's already gone against her wishes and done that. And to Naho, this makes the letter sort of make sense. The fact, you know, I mean, if she'd have read ahead, she'd already know this. Two pages. That's all she needed yeah. to do. Read ahead two pages. Maybe like read the next day of what's going to happen and the day after. Yeah. And that's it. You're and fine. Just as he's about to leave, Naho decides to pluck up the courage and she's like, I made you lunch. And Kakaru turns to her and he's like, I was literally hoping all day that you were going to tell me that you had the lunch. I've been fucking starving, woman. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, literally, I've been waiting all day. <laughs> and he's super happy about it. That he's got a second lunch. He's <laughs> a fucking hobbit now. What about a second breakfast? <laughs> And Naho sees that he's super happy and is like, I'm going to make sure that I make you lunch every day and I'm going to make sure that I give you that wake-up call for football practice every day because it makes you happy. She just wants to make him happy. Luncheon? Teasies? <laughs> Sorry. That's that's Lord of the Rings for me. And Naho promises to Kakaru that she will always keep him smiling forever because that's all she wants. It's a heavy promise to make. You've only known that person for two days. That is a heavy promise. (laughs) That is a heavy promise. And we jump to the future. I will look after (laughs) you forever. I'll make you happy forever. Great. (laughs) (laughs) You're not... It's unrealistic. You've known for two days. You don't know what the fuck they do. What makes them happy? They could be serious. I love pulling nails out of people. I mean, that happens in Kakaguru. What? Happens in Kakaguru. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it does. You're right. It's a crazy... Yeah, the crazy woman. Like the first thing they say to each other, I huh? like pulling out people's nails. I guess it's more along the lines of you can see, well, she can see the the end. Well, no, something. <laughs> I can see the end. <laughs> something. It doesn't something, go well. She's she can obviously see something's not right with him, and is it the fact that she's got a letter saying that something's not right with him? But, uh, yeah, pretty much, and yeah. So now she's decided to follow the letter as much as she can. I mean, fair enough, right? If you if you had that chance, yeah, you bloom and take it, wouldn't you? Absolutely. If you were given that chance with a letter, where it was like, yeah, if you don't do this, oh, you're by not giving a toss about your future self. If you can, you're only worried about the here and now. If that letter affects your here and now, makes your here and now better, you're going to follow it. Although me. I would rather uh, the lottery numbers were in that letter. Yeah. But, so we jump to the future again. <sighs> And we see that everybody's together, and Naho and Hiroto, uh, they have a baby. They've got together, and they say that they're going to go and see Kakaru. And it, again, it's still leaving it open, because all they said is that Kakaru isn't with them 10 years in the future, and then they're like, we're now going to see him. So you're still not sure what the hell's going on. Then they say about the fact that at 17 years old, Kakaru died in an accident. And this is what they specifically say. They're, they're like, it was an accident. He was hit by a truck on his bike. But the letter also says that 
they regret that that happened. It's odd that the letter doesn't sort of instantly address the fact that it wasn't an accident. You really should. Yeah, because yeah. the letter does say that Kakaru died in an accident and that they regret that it happened. And then later on it says, oh, actually, we found out it wasn't an accident. Surely it would address that straight away. Yeah, otherwise, why are you doing everything every single day rather than just stopping that one well, the, incident? This is it. The, the letter is literally step-by-step step taking them through... How to make their them days. happy. Yeah, their days. But and it's highlighting old, those instances. to be hit by a truck. What's it's the point just, in the step-by-step? Step? You just stop. Don't, don't let him out on this road at this time, on this day. The idea of the step-by-step step is to fill him with... Happiness. Happiness, memories, happiness. memories yes, but friendship. if it was just a truck, you don't need to do that. Oh, no, if it was an accident, if you knew Which for Which is a what fact, the letter has said so yeah, far. Yeah, instantly. Not so matter-of-factly. No, no, it is. If, if it, it was just a truck, then you wouldn't have truck. to worry about the rest yeah, of it. No, he's saying if it was just an accident, like the you stop the accident. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, that yeah. simple. I get but, what you mean. But obviously it's more complex than that. And that's how the episode ends. And we go into episode three. In episode three, it opens with the letter that Naho's reading, sort of talking about the fact that Kakaru quit the football team. And it says, you need to force him to actually join the club. Don't let him quit. He loves playing football. Don't let him throw that away. You see a determination from Naho for once where she's like, I am definitely going to make sure that I follow the letter and I make this happen. Yeah, because she's so timid throughout the entire start of this. However, just as she gets determined about doing it, Kakaru turns around and says that he's joined the football team. And she's not had to do anything. This is the first sort of hint that the future's already changing slightly. Yeah. He's already decided on his own fruition to join the team. But if you think about this, she's already instantly changed it just by the fact that he's had that conversation with her about his mum dying. Because later on, we see that he never once tells anybody. Tells anyone, yeah. So he's already told her about it, which has relieved tiny bit of pressure off of him yeah he's already opened up further than he does any other time during well, the letter it'd open up the valve wouldn't it the really, what the valve you'd release a little bit of pent up this is it he's got somebody who knows a little bit of something and i guess that has led to him joining the football team now small wins i guess is and it is small wins. it is small wins and we also see that there's a girl that is following kakaru around and keeps sort of stopping in the doorway and poking her head in and saying hello to him in the ah, morning she's creepy fucking hated this she's one. creepy she's You're like so creepy yeah. this girl the way she operates what, is weird. regina george yeah fucking hated her she is weird we get a lot of slice of life again it it throws a lot of this in and we get just sort of day-to-day stuff in the school happening and you see Ueda pop up from time to time more and more and the letter tells naho that Ueda confesses her love to kakaru under the tree in the courtyard when he goes off to get a drink, I think. Yeah. He gets everyone snacks and stuff. Yeah, and she yeah, she confesses she there. And it also mentions that Kakaru starts to date Oueda from that day that she confesses to him. And they don't see each other that much afterwards, do they? I think that's what it says. Uh, yeah, that, that yeah. does say that sort of when he starts dating Oueda, Naho and him start to drift apart. I thought it was her of the full group and him. But I, I thought it was the full group. Yeah, yeah, because obviously I think they he's go got, hand in hand. He's got less time to spend with them, yeah. so it's yeah, it does come hand in hand. Yeah, but also it's not like he's spending individual time with Naho. The only no, time yeah, that no. he spends with Naho is a walk home. Yeah, a walk home. Yeah, you can see straight away that Naho's not happy about 
this Ueda thing and she is very certain that she doesn't want this to happen. That she wants to change the future. To change it, wouldn't it just be that she should confess first? Wouldn't that have been simpler? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would have cut a lot of corners and saved a lot of time. But she's a coward. She is a coward. And she's not fully aware of her feelings, I guess. She knows what she she wants. She she literally said, this is the day I fell in love with him. First day. Yeah, true. So So she's, she's aware of that. But maybe she's scared of his feelings. And she's not sure if he... That's probably the answer. Yeah. So she's not sure if he actually likes her fully yet. There's only one way to find out. Well, she it's almost certain anyway, because Kakaru turns around to her not long after this, and he says to her, is there anybody that you like? As if, you know, it's not obvious enough. And she answers no. And she asks him the same question, and he answers no. And then she asks about Wada. And she's like, well, what about Wada? She's always about... And you seem to hang around with her at from time to time and he's like yeah she's pretty she's just a pretty face and that's it and then Naho gets that whole thing like maybe plastic surgery she actually says that she actually turns around and goes well maybe plastic surgery will make me prettier really weird very weird I guess a teenage a teenage thought yeah it is a bit obsessive isn't it well she's already making him lunch (laughs) and and ringing him at 5 in the morning to get him him It then, is very weird, and when I said it was very weird, you both looked at me weirdly. But it's weird. Then no, we get the lunch is <laughs> fine. The five a.m. phone calls and the plastic surgery is a little bit over the line. Just set your own fucking alarm. Yeah, yeah, set Dick your own head. alarm. But they they're not aware of his situation at home, I guess, and his grandma's not. What he doesn't have a phone charger? A, well, I don't know. Some people's alarms don't work, do they? Fuck off! Is the grandma not up at five a.m.? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not having that. I'm calling that bullshit out. Why are these school clubs happening before fucking school starts? And like 5 a.m. I get before school starts, but 5 a.m. To be fair, my school football team, we used to train before school and after school. Yeah, yeah, but what time? 7 o'clock, half 7. Yeah, about that. Yeah, just only about an hour before school starts. And then you shower and then go to class. Yeah, you would, yeah. So, we get to the moment where Kakaru goes to fetch the group drinks, and in the letter, this was the moment where Ueda confesses and he starts dating her. She does confess, but he doesn't answer her. Now, it's weird, because the letter says that she confesses when he goes to get drinks, but then the letter also mentions about the whole rubber incident. What? The, Excuse the me? Eraser? Clarification <laughs> 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 required on that I've one. I've only just met. <laughs> but he doesn't answer. And we see that Naho is very bothered by Wada. She's clearly jealous. And then we get the whole thing about the eraser. And the letter says, when you, after you've lent him the eraser, when you get it back, there is a letter in there or a note in there. Make sure that you answer it and you get the answer to him straight away. She takes off the cover of the eraser. There's a letter. It's literally a message from Kakaru saying, should I date Wada? And you don't see what Naho puts. All you see is her race off. And she goes and puts the letter in his locker instead of just fucking handing it to him or saying it to his face. Yeah. She goes and puts it in his locker. She comes back upstairs and everyone's looking out the window. And now this moment, yeah. Obviously, later on, we find out that the friends all got letters. Why did they allow this to happen? Every single one of them. I think only two of them mention this. Two of them say that they still didn't believe the letters at this point. I get that. But every single one of them, including Hiroto. But I thought that 
two of them said that they didn't have this mentioned in there. No, they say that it was in there, but they didn't believe it at the time. Yeah, maybe. I just find it a bit odd that not a single one of them decided that they might stop plot. it. Yeah, I guess it's plot. It's just... I think it's something, it's, as an average view, you would overlook that Yeah. little kind of niggle. Yeah, I suppose it's only so. a little niggle. Anyway, Ueda is happy because Kakaru said yes, and he starts dating Ueda. And we see that Naho's sad about this. And we also see that Hiroto has noticed that she's sad about this. She stops making him lunches. Well, he goes to the locker and he gets the note out of the locker. And we see him standing there reading it and it clearly writes, like, no. should I date Wader? And there's a big fat no on it from Naho. And now we get a depressed Naho because he's dating Wader. And he doesn't really want to date her either. He just—he well, says it later on. He says he, he went never for date looks. A, never date a pretty face. Yeah, that's what he says. And we also get that little nice moment when Ahu, depressed at home, is drinking the orange juice and she's, that he bought her. And, and she's like... Um, no, I don't know what you drink when you're depressed. <laughs> it's orange, orange juice. <laughs> and she says it's, it's sweet, it's sour, and it tastes really sad. Eating sweet and sour chicken on your own, isn't it? <laughs> it's a bit sweet. <laughs> yeah. No, on the toilet. <laughs> What, you do, what, what, is that what you do on your hour visits to the toilet? <laughs> Taking a sweet and sour. It's you sweet and sour and it's really sad. <laughs> it's really sad. <laughs> what you got for me, Natasha? Oh, she brought me lunch. <laughs> <laughs> we jump back to the future again at this point and we see the group around the time capsule again. And we find out that every single one of them put a note in there to their future self. And they're going through it and um, Hagata... He put in there that he, you know, in the future, he wants to be a doctor and things like that. And they're all going through it. And then they're like, Kakaru's notes in here. Um, Shall we read it? And they decide to read it. He didn't write a note to himself. He wrote a note to everyone else in the group. And this is when the realisation sort of hits home to everybody that is the reason he didn't write to himself because he knew he wasn't going to be around in 10 years time. And the penny kind of drops for them all and, and they all start sort of crying. For us, it's the first sign that, oh shit, this wasn't an accident. How old is the grandma at this point? It's been 10 more years. 10 years older. <laughs> she just looks the same. She does? Yeah. Yes, I'll give you, I'll give Eventually, you that. Eventually, grandmas just get to the grandma look. <laughs> they don't age after that. I just thought they everything... just get smaller. They, just get... <laughs> they do. They like miniaturize. It's when they wash. That's why. <laughs> Slowly shrink in the wash. And the group, yeah, they, they finally realized that the accident that they thought happened 10 years ago wasn't an accident or may not have been an accident at all. And then we see them all heading off to Kakaru's house and they talk about reuniting with Kakaru at his house and things like that. And you're like... Knowing, obviously, Japanese films and things like that, you know there's going to be a shrine at the house, and that's really what they go into. And they start talking about the fact that none of them knew that there was anything wrong with him, which is a real oversight. For a friend, that's an oversight. But it's easily done. Bring, bring, it, and it's, down, and it's bring shown, it down a bit. And, yeah. it's, and it's shown, though, by, by episode 11 sort of shows this, where you see Kakaru puts on such a facade that none of them really know what's going on with him because he plays it's it off. Easily done. Yeah. Yeah. It's easily and, done. And he plays it off so well. And but that's what hurt them. Yeah. It's the fact that the lack of trust. No matter how well he hid it, 
they. I don't even think it's the, lack of trust. I think it's the lack of. It's not their fault. Knowledge, but as a friend, you think it's your fault. You feel bad for not being able to do anything. You're like, how could I not have known? Yeah. Even though there was no way you could have known, you're like, I should have known. And that's what they're all going through. They're all going through that realization that I should have known what was wrong, and now you're starting to blame yourself when actually there really wasn't anything you could have done. And they talk about next time we will save you. That's what they say. They say, we will save him. And Naho says, I will save him. I swear I will. And that's how the episode ends. And we go into episode four. Episode four, we see that Kakaru talks about the fact he has moved in with his grandmother ever since, obviously, his mum died. It's actually the future, isn't it? Yeah. But they talk about the fact that Kakaru moved in with his grandmother. Obviously, they never went to his house the whole time they were friends while he was alive. They never, they never went to his house, never realised that he wasn't living at home. And we see them all turn up at his grandmother's house and they go for a visit. And the grandmother sort of talks to him and is like, I'm really glad that you've all come. Kakaru always used to talk about you all the time, uh, especially you, Naho. He'd, he'd talk about you literally all the time. That would hurt. That would, I mean, as Naho, that would, that would hurt even more. I wouldn't want to know that, to be honest. No. That's a real kick in the teeth. Because they barely talked at all. Nahu really? didn't know what was wrong with him, yet, yeah. And didn't know how he felt. Yeah. Yet yeah. yeah. he talked about her all the time. All the time. And she talks about the fact that she wishes she had the courage to, to tell him how she felt. And, and it's another one of her massive regrets is the fact that she never, ever expressed how she felt. She is filled with regrets throughout this entire thing. Uh, and it, that's kind of sad on Hiroto as well. Um, the fact that... And he knows it, though, doesn't he? He knows that he was almost second fiddle. I feel really bad for Sua. Very close. He was second fiddle to, to I feel sorry the relationship between Kakaru and Naho. But, he's, but he knows it and accepts that. But he's that. strong. Yeah, he, he, he is strong and he, he owns it. Because there's a few scenes where you see him make a decision to step back. He is the nicest guy. Very much so. He is the best character. Yeah. I'll say that now. Hiroto is the best character in this entire thing. He's probably the most complex and well-written. He handles it so fucking well the entire time. Everything he does and the moves he makes and the thoughts he has are all played out perfectly for his character. He is the only one, I think, looking at it, that makes a serious sacrifice. He makes the biggest sacrifice. He makes the biggest sacrifice. Yeah. He throws away a future that he dreamed of. And he knows of. Yeah, and he knows would actually come true. And he throws that away for a friend. Because both of them would be happier. She's only with him because the first option is dead. Yeah. Rather than live in a future where, yeah, you might be together, but there's so much regret hanging over it. But she was happy. In yeah. that future, yeah, no, yeah. She she absolutely. Happy. And you she can, even says she's happy. You can still be happy, but Would you can you... still be have that pain as well. And that's what she has. And I think he ultimately realises that he could give her a life without that regret and pain, but he has to sacrifice his own future for it. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, we're getting very complex into uh, him. Quite deep. Yeah, very deep. So it jumps back again to the past and we see that everybody's gone out for the day, um, but Kakaru's not with them. And they mention that Kakaru is out on a date with Ueda at the minute. And so that's why he can't spend time with them and hang out with them. I'm surprised she's not blonde. And <laughs> I was really yeah. surprised. What, Regina George? Yeah. <laughs> and Naho is very unfocused on this day out. She's not there, really, is she? She's, all she can think about is the fact that Kakaru's out on a date with Ueda. 
And we also see that Nahu has decided to completely stop with the 5 a.m. wake-up calls for Kakaru. And he asks her why. He's like, you didn't ring me this morning. I, I was a bit late for practice. What's going on? Why didn't you ring me? And she's like, uh, that's not my responsibility anymore. You, you have a girlfriend now. That's not my job. You, that's you, not my job, man. <laughs> that's not my job. <laughs> You've got a girlfriend. And then he's like, well, what about the lunches you made? And she's like, uh, that's not my job either. You have a girlfriend. I thought she'd made them for you now. It's a little bit bitter from Naho, but it's also completely understandable. Fair. It's understandable, right? Yeah. It is under- bitter, but understandable. Like, what lad is not fucking assuming that this bird is waking him up at five o'clock and making his lunch because she might be a little interested? But where's my lunch? <laughs> I mean, it's bang out of it's order. It's like, dude, where's my car? Dude, where's my lunch? It's bang out of order for I him to expect lunch. that she's going to keep doing that while he has, yeah. you know, the best bang of both of words. Yeah, it is bang out of order. And I th- he does he understand? He understands it, right? He's just I mean, like he's got. He can't be that naive. Yeah, he can't be like at that uh, point. Excuse me. If he still expects her at that point, that's just taking advantage of her. Yeah, I think he's an asshole on that though. He, like, he has a few points where you're like, ooh, ooh, rain your neck in, bait. I think he is sake. though. Like she makes his lunch, some wakes him up at five a.m. Yeah, some things it's he like, does are inexcusable, yeah. even for his situation that yeah. he's in. Definitely. We also see that nobody likes Ueda as well. Um, the whole group comment on the Shock fact that they hate horror. her. The school bully? Yeah, I'm surprised. But nobody knows she's the school bully until what happens with... No, no, Amy. everyone just thinks she's the, the really popular, attractive girl. You're hating her too. They go <laughs> hand in hand, right? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Well, yeah, super popular. Yeah. A super popular girl that's pretty... It's happened again in... Um, my high school. What was the film we watched where the popular up, guy Perry? and the girl were dating? Uh, I want to eat your pancreas. Yeah. Popular guy who turned out to be the, the obsessive stalker. Yeah. Like, yeah. it happened. He also was blonde, but it happened. Shock horror. <laughs> Maybe she dyed her hair red. Was blonde. And she, she talks to Kakaru about going like clubbing and stuff as well when they're walking off. She's like, uh, oh, I know a guy who can get us into a club. And she's like, yeah, she's a twat, right? She's a dickhead. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, I don't want to go to a club. Who about no? No. Naho sees in the letter as well that because of all this going on, this is when she really just stops talking to Kakaru altogether. She shuts him out completely. Even though he does still try and make an effort in talking to her, she kind of spends her time running away. Runs away a lot, by the way. I oh, know. I hate that. I hate the whole later on, like, give him the chocolates and run. Like, I hate the whole... Re- <laughs> 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 what? Two t-shirts, one show. <laughs> Just give him the chocolates and run. <laughs> Where's my lunch? <laughs> That's a mighty big bag. That's a mighty big bag. <laughs> and as we said, we see that Kakaru does just... He just decides to stop hanging out with the group all the time now. Because he's got away there. Oh, but that always happens. Oh, he's got a new girl. Leaves them for ages. Then comes back later. Yeah. Also, the group have seen that something's up with Naho. And they know that she's not right. And that, you know, she's upset. Which you would notice. I mean, she does make it blatantly fucking obvious. I mean, she's not exactly a blooming conundrum, is she? You can literally see it on her face 90% of the time what's going on in her head and the letter sort of states the obvious of how about instead of avoiding him you actually talk to him N- no, no. <laughs> but naho is like no i'd rather run 
away all the time. She even says, like, I don't care what the letter says, it's impossible because Ueda's there and I can't do that in front of her. And I... Oh, that would have been funnier if she had. Yeah, it would have been funnier if she had. Just walked up and was like, I'm in love with you. And she and also said me- that straight to the her. letter mentions that one time where Kakaru goes to call out to her and she ran off and th- this time she should hear him out. And it gets to that moment. Kakaru calls out to her. She goes to hear him out. And Ueda's there in the background and she runs off. This <laughs> I told you, it pisses me off. This The whole running off thing. What? It was creepy that she like popped out. Oh, what, Ueda just appears behind him all the time. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Homer Simpson coming out of the bush. Yeah, it literally <laughs> felt yeah. like that. Yeah. And then the letter mentions that there's a moment when Kakaru says goodbye to her and it leads to him having a massive argument with Wader. And it also says, I didn't realise at that moment that he was deeply troubled. And that was a, a moment that I really need, that she really needed to talk to him. Because he is reaching out to her. And she is sort of just pushing him away at this point. And th- this is when she actually goes to answer him and Ueda barges her over. And it's like, oh, I didn't see you there. No comment on that. That's just pointless. Like, Grade A bullying, isn't it? That's, that's yeah. <laughs> all it is. Kakaru gets angry with Ueda for knocking over Naho. But Naho thinks it's her fault. And now she's caused a problem yeah, between Ueda and runs Kakaru, away, And she runs off. Well, she's good at that. But she runs evasion. She's straight out. She runs into Hiroto, who seems to be standing at the exact spot he needs to be at, and he stops her and he tells her, "Stop running away. Talk to him." This for me was a bit of a sign that he might know more than he was letting on as well. Because I think he did. I think he did. This was this was for me. I was like, he's in the he's in the right time there and he's telling her now not to run away which is what her letter told her not to do that's a bit weird even i was a bit like mm, something's not right now with hiroto and the fact that he's very observant as well i just thought he was trying to help her well he does point. that a few times doesn't he because you see him later on hiding listening to he's always around the corner isn't he? Yeah. yeah making sure that things are going the right well, way yeah he's making a sacrifice it's got to go right otherwise he's making a sacrifice for nothing. for nothing yeah he tells her that she needs to talk to kakaru that the, the reason that kakaru is so sad at the minute is because he's not been able to talk to naho at all and that every time he tries to she runs away from him this gives her what she well tell, he tells her what she needs to hear and she decides to turn and run back to kakaru she's got a lot of running Olympic level. Bases, though, could she? Olympic level. <laughs> <laughs> and we also see, just after Hiroto spoken to her, that the other two girls were standing at the top of the stairs and they were listening in. And they sort of corner him and are like, is there something you're not telling us? Also another hint that everyone's got a letter. Is it a bit noticeable at this point? Not for me. No? I don't think it's too obvious. No. I think it's... On reflection, you kind of go, oh, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I guess so, on reflection. Was it a bomb, bomb drop for you that they all had? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. yeah, yeah. But then you kind of look back and you go, oh, wait, no, it makes sense. It, it makes sense. sense. There were like hints, but they weren't, they were well they played. They were not visible. They were well played. Unless you were looking for them, and I wasn't looking for them. So Naho catches up with Kakaru, and they, they have a conversation, and they Kakaru tells her that he, he wants to break up with Wader. He doesn't like being with her as we said he he said i i shouldn't have gone with a pretty face comes with a bad personality most of the time well what (laughs) (laughs) What? 
That's from Sheenie's mouth, not, <laughs> not from the other summoning boys here. <laughs> Naho asks Kakaru if it's her fault that he wants to break up with Wada, and Kakaru actually turns around and he's like, well, you did say no in the note, so, but it's not your fault fully, but, you know, you did say no. And he says that he missed Naho. And then he says... I missed your lunches. I missed your 5am wake-ups. And he also says that, besides, I like someone way more than a waiter anyway. And now he's like, are you, are you in love? <laughs> and he's like, that's a secret, and runs off. Oh. <laughs> and now he sits, oh. sits there and is like, I wonder who it is that he loves. <laughs> the person that he's breaking up because she said no. Maybe the person that fed him <laughs> i mean to be fair yeah right um, yeah three lads sat around this table if i'm getting fed <laughs> and five o'clock wake up <laughs> five o'clock wake up depends on what type of wake up calls but five o'clock wake up calls i'm that- gonna make some assumptions <laughs> to be fair i had a five o'clock wake up call this morning yeah not Go on. fucking pleasant <laughs> was it frankie no it was just fucking tash getting up for fucking work <laughs> And now we go into episode five. Episode five opens with the letter again. And the letter is talks about May 24th. And it's the letter mentions about the fact that Kakaru turns up and he's like, he's soaking wet from the rain. And Naho wishes in the letter that these are the small moments because Naho mentions the fact that she wished she brought a towel to school so that he could dry himself down. And then magically she's got a towel with her the day that he turns up and he's soaking wet. She'd always remember to bring a towel. It's just... <laughs> is this not weird? Yes. That she just happens to have a towel... Yes. ...ready at that moment? I mean, to be fair, it'd be weird if you went to school and somebody there had a towel, wouldn't it? But it depends if it's PE. Yeah, he's got a point. Do you not shower at school after PE? You win this round. <laughs> that was a no. <laughs> that was a no. <laughs> are, you, are, you fucking jo- are you fucking joking me? <laughs> You went to my school. I did. No, There's you n- went to my school. There is no fucking chance that I'm going into those showers and washing in there. Why not? <laughs> Yoo-hoo! Group <laughs> <laughs> in the showers. Not only <laughs> the people, blood. not even the people that I had in there, but also the PE teachers that I had. We are not. Right, who did you have to pee, though? Mr. Bird. I had, I had Mr. Bird. Uh, there was a Were window. Were you worried about There was a window in the showers area. There was a window. There was. <laughs> you could only see a little bit. The, the expectation wasn't for you to climb out naked. Well, it never happened anyway, Sheenie, so that's all right. <laughs> you, you can shower with a towel wrapped around you. What? There was a trick to it. You can shower while completely covered. See, even Sheenie is, like, well, doing the whole... Towels? No, you just one lean, for wet, you one lean for dry? in. You keep your ass out and you lean in. What? When do you wash your ass? Oh, That's what, just a bum wash. Your head then? While you back it up. <laughs> That's just a. <laughs> what yeah, and then, then and then you might as well go in naked. Right, and then then <laughs> imagine doing that in your school. <laughs> no, you wrap the towel around. You're a right fucking weirdo. <laughs> He's presenting himself again. <laughs> you wrap the towel He's doing around Beyonce's your waist. Blooming. It's easy. Yeah. You wrap the towel around your waist and you lean over and put your head under. What? And you wash your upper body. And then you put your towel over your head because if you can't see them, they can't see you. Okay. What? I knew you, I knew he was going to say that, but I know it still doesn't work. Anyway, yeah. What? 
There's a lot of bum washing going on in this. Wash your bum too. <laughs> yeah, you gotta make sure your mate's bums. Are There's clean. so many boys yeah. are always for good hygiene. Wash your bum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad no one knows. I said wash your mate's bums. <laughs> no, we knows. How else are you gonna get to those hard to reach areas? <laughs> <laughs> You're Mr. Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> He's good at polishing. So. We Lots go. Jobs you we can, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Mr. Muscle. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing, isn't it? <laughs> Everyone in the group decides that um, they're going to walk home together until they don't. So they're going to do it until they don't, though. <laughs> they all, they're all like, oh, let's all walk home together. And then they one by one drop out and say they have plans until there's just Naho and Kakaru left. To walk home together. It's a ploy by everybody to get them together. Which is also, again, um, a diversion from the letter. Because the letter states that they all walked home together. It's another one of those foresight things where you're like, ah, oh, okay, they've definitely all got letters when you find out. Because they have all they all know in the letter that the, their future selves have said, oh, don't walk home that day. I mean, that still could be without foresight as well. They could just be like, oh, no, we'll get yeah, you to... Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. You're supposed to look at it and go, oh, everybody's trying to get them Everybody sees what's going on. But actually, it's because of the... Well, I mean, it reading. is still exactly that, but yeah, everybody has that foresight. This is, um, on the walk home, this is when Naho gets bought that hair clip. And the hair clip comes up quite a few times, actually, as, as something of importance to her. because her treasure. Gets, it is her treasure. My precious... <laughs> And while they're out, we also see that Ueda is knocking about and her little crew has seen... The plastics. The plastics. Has seen Naho and Kakaru out and... Mean girls, mate. They turn to her and they're like, isn't that your ex-boyfriend over there? And Ueda's still obsessed with Kakaru as well. It's so weird that she is. She's supposed to be this, like, uber... Popular, popular I can have attractive everyone. girl. I want the suicidal maniac. Well, she wants what she can't have. Surely that'd be the girls. A teacher. A teacher. Is that usually the plot? A teacher. No, because the teachers would ask loser, what she right? can't have, right? Because t- you've seen Japanese anime, right? The teachers yeah. tend to be on board with this idea. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Almost practiced. <laughs> we also see that Kakaru is actually... They bring it up that actually he's really intelligent and he actually gets high scores at school. and he, So he's not an idiot and he clearly studies. and Not that it's relevant at all to the plot of the story. They just decide to tell you that Kakaru is an intelligent guy. Because they always are. Like, all main What's characters right? are almost oh. always intelligent. <laughs> when people that commit suicide. No. <laughs> Depressed people are always very no, smart. No, just main <laughs> characters. Then we get the bit that tries to throw in the valuable bit of information. They're in the class, and this is when the teacher starts talking about time machines. And then he mentions black holes. And he says that some say that black holes, if you were to fall into a black hole, it may take you out of time. It would crush you. It might do. It would crush you. No, I don't know that. And it might put you into a parallel world. It would crush you. And if you were to go into a parallel world, it, it would be completely different and you might, you know, it could put you into your past and you could change it. And it's their way of having a small intro into the fact that you can change. It's just a nudge. Eh? 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 But it doesn't create a new present for you then, if this makes sense. 
if you were to go back and change anything, it creates a whole new world in the future. Yeah, that's the but multiverse. Doesn't, yeah, but that is the multiverse. It doesn't affect the timeline you're currently on. If you're to leave that timeline, you're on a new timeline. Bit of a side note. Well, that's impossible, right? You can't just step into another... You can't go inside a black hole, but I think, actually, they have almost proved that you can go forward in time. Yeah, you can't go back. You can't go back, but you can go forward. So if you go on the edge, on the perineum of a black hole, and you go against the time of a black hole, time and space around the black hole moves slower than outside of that area. So literally, if you could go at light speed around the black hole and not get sucked in, everywhere else around that is moving faster. So literally, time moves faster outside of it and you don't age as quickly. But you'd have to resist the pull of yeah, the black hole. that's the whole thing that they say. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's not easy, but it is technically, Probably scientifically doable. It's a fucking show, isn't it? It's not easy. It's not easy not getting but sucked But with a bit of effort and <laughs> With enough training... But we'll have a and damn a good lunchbox. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to have a damn good lunch that day, but we'll have a go. Jim shows the black hole's like, ooh, you brought me lunch. <laughs> You're not wrong. Because you were snack. Yeah. This is then Naho gets the realisation that everything she's doing now is not going to affect the future Naho who sent the letter. She realises that she's changing the world that she's in now which will cause a deviation from the timeline and create a whole new future for her. You're not going to care about the future Naho at this point, are you not? Well, <laughs> fuck me. It depends <laughs> Literally, if you fuck buy me. into it. What? It depends if you buy into it. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously. You're not going to know if that's truly what's going to happen. The same as when they send the letters. They're not truly... Obviously, like... There's a 99.9% chance it's not true and you're, so, nothing's ever going to so happen. The letters going to float away in the sea. Yeah, I was about it. to say, we literally know they chuck some letters in an ocean. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. That's that's, that's literally what happens. What they hint towards. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's for all they know, that letter's just going to get wet. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's it. But on the off chance that it does find your past self, you're not changing anything for yourself, but they don't care about that. But what I'm saying is the Naho of the past, she's not going to care about the Naho of the future, surely? You're like, they've sent the letter to help you. I get that. But they have to have this parallel world theory because otherwise it's a paradox because uh, I think Hagata says this. Yeah, well, it he would says, kill the future. If you send if the you... letter and change the past, you're not then going to send the letter in the future. So then how can the letter exist in the past? Because It you... becomes a paradox. And it becomes a paradox. So it has to create a new timeline. Well, you can't go backwards. You can't put matter where it doesn't belong. That's what you can't say. add yeah. to the universe. Yeah, yeah. Matter is is a con- a constant. There is yeah. only what there is. You cannot create more. This That's is why, why you... time travel does yeah. not work. That's why you can't go back in time. You can, you can, move can it go forward, forward because then it doesn't ever yeah. disappear. It's just changing state or it's and changing placement in the universe, where it yeah. is. But this is why they handled Still it the way man. they did. This is why they were like, we can't go down the paradox, but we'll explain it, which is great that they do. So, yeah. And they choose to go down the whole, we have to create a parallel universe. So we then we jump to the future Naho again. And she talks about the fact that she got a text from Kakaru the day he died. And the text was about because it happened on Valentine's Day or the day after Valentine's Day. And the text basically says, who got, who did you get your Valentine's chocolate for? Or who did you give it to? 
And have I angered you in some way? Because I know you're not talking to me. And then it just ends with, thank you, Naho. And that was the last thing she ever got from him. Uh, that would suck as well. You know, and the fact she, she's left it on her phone is kind of... I suppose you wouldn't bring yourself to delete it, would you? What's this, 10 years later? Yeah. Still got that freaking same phone. <laughs> it's not happening True. these days. Yeah, these days it wouldn't happen, no. But yeah, you probably would. She did reply to him, uh, but she says, uh, which is a trope that they tend to do a lot in the sad animes. It's like, oh, I don't know if he ever received it. Uh, we had the same again in um, I Want to Eat Your Pancreas. Yeah. Yep. That happened as well. It's the, it leaves a cliff. It's an easy cliffhanger. It's an easy, it's, it's an easy tearjerker for you later easy. on, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's, a, a it's one of those, it sets you up for the, oh, he did read it. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? I mean, we all go, oh, he did read it, but I still was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> I roll my ass. Let's not bite into that, that easy of a shitty plot. That was poor. No, I'm sticking with it. We, we jump, I'm eating that up. <laughs> we jump back to the past Naho again, and she's talking to Kakaru, and Kakaru talks about the fact that he wants, he would love to go back to the past and, and to change it, to, to save his mother, because he thinks that he can just save her. Foresight, isn't it? You know, knowing what he knows now, it would be easy to do so. And he, he says that it is the biggest regret he ever had, or has, is that he couldn't save her. So then what she needs to turn around to him and say is, well, if you want to do that, you've got to chuck a letter into the ocean. <laughs> yeah. She didn't know until 10 years later that that might be an option. I mean, she could have then put it in her letter. And then How did they discover this fucking time-travelling letter? It just gets sent to her house. For, uh, yeah, it's addressed how, to her house. But how? It? UPS. How, to, how does it time-travel? Uh, through a black hole. Yeah, through a black hole. For a, black hole on earth yes yeah. they talk about the bermuda triangle having the same uh bearing some sort of similarities to a black hole and that scientists have found that something could be there grayson this is not the one to be reading into the science uh, when we when we built the hadron collider mm. they were worried that the black hole was going to be created because it would just swallow the earth that is the point of the hadron collider is to create a black hole no, it's not. No, it's, not. Uh, it's, it's to smash two atoms together. Yeah, in in the hopes that they might create be able energy. to create. Yeah, in in the Don't form of a black hole. It's not a black hole. And to find dark matter as well. Yeah, to be fair, a few things. They are looking for some things. They're not just going, "Hey guys, I got an idea. How about we smash some atoms together in a really expensive way?" <laughs> as well. What by an atom? Yeah, <laughs> I would think genuinely so. got hit by him. I I normally get hit. He by got him. fucked up. Really? It did not get superpowers. Very disappointing. Oh. You <laughs> could be become... Hadron Man. Atom Man. <laughs> Hadron Collider Man. Currently fused that with the Hadron. Like what did he do? That's he a sma- What did he do? He <laughs> smashes things together really fast. <laughs> you. <laughs> Hadron Collider Man evolves into Mega Hadron Collider Man. <laughs> Change into <laughs> digital champions. Monsters. Champions. To, to change the digital world. save the digital world. Worst fucking show. <laughs> That's a great show. It's I don't know what you're terrible. on. About. Back to Naho. Future episode. <laughs> fucking not. Yeah. <laughs> she asks Kakaru about the festival and she asks him if he'll go with her. And, and he's like yeah, let's get the whole group together and we'll go. And she's like, no, actually, I'm just asking you. I just, it'll just be the two of us. 
Fucking hell, Grayson. Get some fucking WD-40. The reason she asked Kakaru... Dude, for your dad. <laughs> The reason she you need asked, more greasing up than that. <laughs> Grease me up. <laughs> Grease me up. There we go. The reason she asked Kakaru about this festival and the fact that they should go together is because her future self tells her, one, to do it, and two, that it's a memory that she mustn't erase because it's one of her happiest memories of her and Kakaru together. I like this episode. After she asks him, Kakaru runs to Hiroto and tells Hiroto, look, Naho's asked me out to the festival, just the two of us. Is this okay that I like her because I know that you like her? It kind of catches Hiroto off guard because he's like, what? No, no, I don't. And he's like, Kakaru's like, look, I, I, we're friends. I know that you like her. We've it, been friends for like two weeks now. I can read you like it's, a book. No, it's, it's, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been like a month or so, two months. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, he asks if it's okay. And Hiroto's like, yeah, no, of course it's okay. This is what I want sort of says that but he kind of forces it out at the same time we also get a bit of flirty banter from Azusa as well with um saku she starts she talks about like that he's he looks a lot better without his glasses on or something like that and then notice that the future him wears contact lenses i mean these two like each other right yeah yep uh, it's, it's blatantly obvious but they don't get together not in the future uh, on the maybe first maybe in the new future they mm, might maybe they also mentioned that Hiroto's been asked out to the festival by like multiple girls. And we find out that actually he's really popular with the girls as well. Um, especially the, is it the football club's managers? Yeah, there's like three of them. Isn't yeah, there? there's three of them that manage the football team. Yeah, but they manage the football team. <laughs> Seems and like a tough job. When they're talking about that, Saku... <laughs> takes three of them to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Only two. <laughs> I can only think of in between us then. You've seen in between us, right? Of course yeah. I've seen. Can, one of you, can one of you help me? She might be a two man job. <laughs> two man job. <laughs> anyway, this is when Saku drops Hiroto in it a little bit because everyone's standing there and Saku turns around to Hiroto and goes, Doesn't Hiroto fancy Naho? I mean, we all know that, right? And Hiroto gets all embarrassed and runs off and not cool for a Culture's friend. very different. Very different. You wouldn't get embarrassed. In this country, there would be no embarrassment of running off. It would be, fuck off, mate. And you'd just kind of play it off. You would. You'd just, you'd just laugh it off, wouldn't you? Yeah. I would definitely laugh it off. <laughs> we see... In we a s- very much... No. <laughs> Awkward. No, no, no. Slide under the table. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly melt in place. Uh, have you met Jim? <laughs> Melty man. It's my superpower. To disappear when I want to. <laughs> we get a bit of an insight into sort of the, the conflict that's happening in Hiroto. He, he's clearly conflicted about his feelings. Yeah, he is. And, and we're getting more of it as we go along. As as the relationship between Naho and I thought, you were, about, I thought you were about to say Kirito. <laughs> I was no. like, what? As their relationship develops, Hiroto, you can see the hurt in Hiroto. I think it just becomes more noticeable. That's because I think he's finding it harder and harder and harder because he realizes every time that he's pushing her closer to him, she he's getting further away from that yeah. potential yeah. future. Future, yeah. Cut to the festival, and we see. Well, the first thing we see is that there's a like a metal band playing at the festival. I yeah, like, like a heavy metal band. I was like, that's a bit unique. You don't see that much. Apparently, it's quite. Normal though in Japan, isn't it? Well, metal. Metal. Yeah, metal. Is it? Apparently, it is. is it? Apparently. 
Another like the punky. They got the indie thing. Indie sort of see mass of we, their sort of stuff. There's a lot of slice of life stuff that goes on. Naho meets with Kakure, and he's you know she wants to show off the fact that she's got the hair clip in her hair. It's all very cutesy slice of life stuff that's going on. Then when they decide that they're gonna what meet up by the pool to watch the fireworks together, uh, just the two of them, Ueda gets in the way and she confronts Naho. Uh, mentions about like that's a nice hair clip give it to me under the like, stairs as well yeah like give me the hair clip and no who about new no i got this given to me what what are you gonna do with it you weirdo also um i forgot to mention that naho's letter tells her specifically that she's always to notice the times that hiroto has been thoughtful to her and been there for her. Sort of a... It's a friendly nod. A nod. It's a friendly nod to their future. It's like one of those uh, thank yous at the end of a movie or something, you know, the, and the it, acknowledgements. It's him that comes to her rescue when Ueda and her little crew get a bit handsy and try and forcefully take the hair clip from her. Hiroto's there, he gets in the way and saves her. And the letter also says that she needs to tell Hiroto thank you more often than she does. Because it'll make him happy. Hiroto, we see then Hiroto go up to Kakaru and give him plasters and is like, these are for Naho, she got hurt earlier. You you know, go and patch her up. Again, he's thinking of them too and he's and he's putting them ahead of himself. He's the thoughtful one and yeah. These two are completely... Clueless. Yeah. I w- see, I wouldn't have even said clueless. I would have just said that they were incapable of expressing their feelings towards each other without any pushing from other people. Yeah. And she says, Naho does say thank you to him and he gets all embarrassed when she does. And it it ends with her seeing the letter and the letter specifically says that Hiroto was the one who saved my heart. I, I, I really like that bit. I, yeah. I, I found that it was, it was appropriate and poetic for the, for the moment it was in. That that Hiroto was the one that was there for her when she needed him most. And we go into episode six. Episode six opens with Kakaru finally asking Naho uh, about... Well, not finally. He kind of playfully asks her, who would you ask out in us group of friends? What is fucking... That's a weird question. (laughs) So... He's like out out of the... (laughs) Who would you ask out of (laughs) you? He's like, out of the three guys here, who would you most likely want to go out with? Jim's actually wanting an answer. <laughs> I'm not giving him an answer. Oh, he's not you, giving me an answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that, strangely enough. And before she can even answer, uh, Kakare is ans- he's asked by Azusa. She's like, actually, out of the three girls here, who would you ask out? Kakaru? <laughs> I was waiting for him to say Jim. <laughs> Nobody answers the question at this point. Of course, um, because it's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah, no. That. And Kakaru runs off to Hiroto again. And again, he turns around to Hiroto and he's like, is it okay for me to fall in love with Naho? Would you be okay if that was something that... Because he's conflicted, isn't he? He's like, I don't even know if I can fall in love. Um, and then he's like, but would it be okay if I did? He's asked the question too much here at this point. Like... I don't think he needs to ask anymore. He's already asked once. He doesn't have to ask again. It's kind of salt in the wounds. Huh? 
go uh, for it almost dude. too much now uh, and if you're Hiroto I think at that point I'd be a little bit fucked off that he's asked me again I think he does in like one of these next episodes no he's, well, he's no he's not I, he's well not. he's like if you don't then can I kind of yeah he, in a playful way he's like well if you don't then I'm going to so you better fucking get it it's that's almost not, like a, get in playful. there and hurry up no I think it is I think it is playful I think it's kind it's like of kissy a kissy bit it's like if you win, I'll give you. You get no, 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 no. It's before but that he's talking about the. I, I, should I go out with? Should I go out with? And then, you know, he's suits, like, well, if you're not going to yeah. bloody ask, then I will. And it's kind of like, well, you better fucking get in there now because I'm not hanging around and waiting forever. He's serious then. He is serious. But Kakaru talks about the fact that he's he doesn't want to fall in love because he doesn't want to hurt anyone. He, he's scared about hurting someone else because he feels like he's already hurt his mother we cut to naho and she talks about the fact that she has failed to change a few things in the letter um she's done her best at trying to change what she can but she's failed to change a few things including the most important thing right at the start of the letter that would have made the rest of the letter irrelevant possibly because we obviously we talked about the fact that she may have killed herself anyway the mother um but obviously the circumstances around that would have completely changed as well. And we see that in the past, when they decided to go and watch the fireworks together, nothing actually happened. They stood just side by side and watched the fireworks. And She regrets that, though, doesn't she? She, she said, keep that memory alive because it's a happy memory. She doesn't actually say that she needs to change anything about it. Although... There is only one slight. There is only one change that happens, but we'll we'll get to that. Cut to the hottest girl in the school contest, and we see that. That's a strange contest. What is that about? I've seen this a few times now in different animes where they have the the best guy, best girl thing. Um, is this like the prom queen? I yeah, think it is. festival poorly king done. and festival queen. Very poorly done. It's basically a bidding contest on who's the hottest. <laughs> Well, guess who wins? Wader. Wader wins the best or hottest girl in the school. And uh, poor old Hagata, or Saku, whichever one you want to call him, he comes dead last <laughs> in the boys section. But he did get one vote, which he's very pissed off at because Azusa voted for him. You ruined my perfect zero. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that is something to aspire to. A man that drowns himself in failure instead. Again, after this, Kakaru goes up to Hirato and asks him if it's okay that he goes off with Naho to watch the fireworks alone. Third time. Yes. Fuck off. okay if I slap a bitch? (laughs) (laughs) Because that's what's fucking going to happen. Third time he's asked if it's okay. Are you sure? (laughs) Literally. Are you sure? As Nahu is about to make her way to meet Kakaru, because he's gone off early to go to the port. Why didn't they go together? Who knows? I don't get it. Anyway, she goes to go and join him. Uweda gets in the way, her and her gang. And It is the worst gang. She's All like, right. either you do this job of carrying these boxes up to the teacher's office, or you give me your hairpin. At that point, I'm going, yeah, sure, I'll take those boxes. Dump. And leave there. So she... We see that she takes the boxes, and, and as she walks off and takes the boxes, Ueda's friends turn to her and are like, go get him, girl. And Ueda runs off to go look for Kakaru. It's all right, we'll carry these for this you. This girl's demented, right? Like, he's already fucking dumped her. Yeah. Like, Ueda, on her way to go and meet Kakaru, walks past the rest of the guys 
um, from Nahu's group, and they overhear her saying about, oh, stupid girl, I gave her the task that the teacher gave me, and she took it, and yeah, basically be a bitch. So Nahu's friends help her out. Uh, they turn up, we see that they, the girls turn up to help her carry the boxes, and they're like, why are you even doing this? You know, you need to go and meet Kakaru, he's waiting for you. And it's Hagata, isn't it, that says to Ueda, oh, Kakaru's looking for you. Yeah, yeah, he's over by the shed yeah he's over shed. at the the facility shed or whatever it is the faculty shed, and he's like and she's like oh is he and yeah oh quick better run and she runs off and Hirato's like well done Hagata well played you fooled her with that cunning scheme of telling him he's over there instead of where you know <laughs> he's going to be literally she knows that he's there and then he's like nah. She's not there. Or well, he's not there. He's looking for... Well, no, she doesn't believe him at first. And then he's like, she's looking for you. Or he. He's looking for you. Nahu turns up at the pool late. She's... They think she's missed the fireworks. And he sees a hairpin and he's like, oh, you're wearing the hairpin. And it's all very nice. And then she plucks up the courage and she turns around. And she's like, Kakaru, if I was to ask anyone out, it would be you. And he's like, cool. Naho, if I was going to ask any of the girls out, it would be you. Well, then ask me out, then. (laughs) Nothing happens. Um, At this point, you've basically both said to each other, yeah, I want to go out with you. Yeah, but nothing comes of it. Uh, To be fair, I've got an ex-girlfriend who I was with for four years. Neither of us asked each other out. It was just sort of assumed after a certain amount of time. (laughs) (laughs) You were. It was... Assumption. <laughs> and as we all know, assumption is the mother of all fuckers. <laughs> we still get on, it's great. So the only thing that actually happens is they hold hands as they watch the fireworks because they're not actually over, there's the grand finale. And they hold hands, which they didn't do in the past. Present. Futures Alternate. past. Futures Alternate. past. Futures past. Days of futures <laughs> past. They had the X-Men and everything in there. And we jump to the letter again, and the letter states that Naho needs to make Kakaru happy from now on. Um, and it says that... What's that in the first page if, of the letter? It kind of tr- drops the bomb that... <laughs> You're on your own, kid. Just make him happy. <laughs> it kind of drops the bomb. <laughs> I've done like, all I can. <laughs> it turns around and tells her that Kakaru still regrets the fact that he couldn't save his mum. This is something it should have told her ages ago in the letter. Not just now. This is when Naho decides that she wants to skip ahead and look for the accident day, or the day that Kakaru passes away. And it says, she gets to the page, and it says, fe- like, February 15th is the day that Kakaru dies. And it states that he was hit by a truck. And but then it, it also and, states that, that it wasn't an accident. Well, it actually says, saving him from this accident won't save him. You need to save his heart. Just cut it out of his chest, put it in a box. Call him out. Save it. And it says that it took them 10 years to realise that this wasn't an accident at all. That Kakaru went out in front of the lorry on purpose and committed suicide. And we jump again back to the future Naho and the group. And they're talking to Kakaru's grandmother. They outright ask her, they say to her, we need to know, was what happened to Kakaru really an accident? And the grandmother, she looks to the sky, doesn't she? And she's like, I think it's time, Kakaru, that we told them. And she gets out his... It's his suicide note. And in it, he asks that the grandmother is to tell everyone that what happened to him was an accident and that 
he's doing what he's doing is because he wants to go and see his mum and he wants to apologise to her in person for what happened. It's um, it's a heavy scene, mm-hmm. this one. Um, it's the first time that everything sort of gets told to you about the accident and, and kind of where his head was at at the time as well and that he thought that the best solution was to, to go and see his mum in person. I'm not going to lie. I knew that it wasn't an accident a lot earlier than that. I think we all did. Yeah. I, I Like, by the second, maybe third episode. You never get a true reflection of his headspace. You get snippets. No, but even the snippets are enough to go... Yeah, the clues are all there. Yeah. Literally, the signs accident, are all there. You can stop that on by doing one thing. Yeah. Not lots of these little things. And the, we, we jump back to the past again, and Naho has read in the letter that at this moment uh, in the evening of the festival... She needs to ask about his mother, to, to bring it up, to force the subject to come up because it needs to be addressed because he's just hiding it. And they at the festival, we see they were all supposed to meet up the group, but everyone else has decided to call off at the last minute and leave Kakaru with Naho. Again, it's another moment where Kakaru turns to Naho and is like, um, it mentions about being in love and stuff, but he's being coy and won't tell her that it's her that he's in love with and... And they're on the bench, and Naho brings up Kakaru's mother. And Kakaru is he's really short with her. He's defensive. Yeah, but you would be at this point. You would. Yeah. But Naho turns around and says, do you f- feel like you should have saved her? Is it, are you regretting not being there? That's, that's strong. It is. And Kakaru, this upsets Kakaru, and, and, and he cries. And he, and he says that that day he promised that he would help his mum because she was going to a new hospital to get help and this could have been the hospital that saved her and he was going to be there to help her settle in. And, and not being there and everything that happened afterwards is his biggest regret. Uh, he's not going to have a bigger regret than that. It's just And he, he turns to Naho and he's like, I, I need to be uh, alone at this moment. And I think he only goes and sits on like a separate bench for a he little does. while, doesn't he? Yeah, he literally goes and sits like two benches down from He him. does a world that God only knows and sits a couple of benches <laughs> down. <laughs> and fades. But at, at this moment, the rest of the group turn up and they go over to Naho and they, they speak to her. And Naho's like, oh, I've upset Kakaru. And she turns and he's gone. He's, he's not at the bench anymore. He's disappeared. And he's gone missing altogether. So we find out that he's not been turning up for football practice he's he's not turning up for any activities at all naho is at home she's upset and the episode ends with her she's about to rush out to go and see kakaru and outside her home is hirito and he stands there and he says to her everything's going to be okay i know you got one i know you got a letter because i got one too and it ends what a bombshell so we're going to end it on six episodes because we've gone on a long while here and um there was a lot of info there is a lot of info to um, pack into like these six episodes, especially as, and it's a nice place to end as well with the whole Hiroto having the the letter. I've got one too. Um, so we're six episodes in. How did we feel at this point? Um, were we very optimistic for Kakaru and no. him being saved? I'm going to be honest. No. Like, yeah. Really? Yeah. You, I wasn't. I was unsure because animes uh, from past I was experience sure a bit later. At this point, yeah. I was like, it's going to work. They're going to do it. At this point, you were, yeah. you were still but okay. But it got to like maybe nine and then things, he was still being a mess. And I was like, oh, but is he? What, even despite all their efforts? Yeah. yeah. 
I thought he was still going to kick the bucket. But at this point, you were like, yeah, I think they're going to pull, pull it yeah, through. Yeah, there was a lot of tropes and, yeah. and by, stuff. By this point, they hadn't even dealt with the main problem. Literally episode six, the end of episode six is the first time they'd they only, talk about I was going to say, they'd only just asked about his mother and, and if he was okay. and Yeah, exactly. And that's only Naho. At this point, the rest of the group are... Oblivious. Supposedly oblivious. Um, and he hasn't told anyone except Naho. So there's still, you know, he's got a lot to address here. It was tough to watch some of this because of, like, it was heavy. There was some heavy hitting stuff going on in this. It was every time you got that look into Kakaru's headspace. Yeah, everything when things else. Things sort of really hit heavily yeah. for you. Because everything it's, else was really light and bubbly and it actually was. it was just quite normal. And then you got that heavy dose. I mean, you always. That's what it's it, supposed yeah. to be, though, isn't it? It's supposed yeah. to be this is an everyday thing. People go Slice through their life. life smiling, having a laugh, and then as soon as. You know they're away from people. There's a they can, they can turn a switch off yeah. and become what they actually feel, and uh, which it, is what this it is. was. Yeah, and that's what I mean. It was heavy for that, but it had the light tones. It had the light un- undertones. Was we all on board with the whole letter from the future and things like um, that? I no, no. I struggled to get into it. I was I, later on, but the first like six episodes maybe a bit more i was i just i'm not invested i just mm. took it as is it's a plot device i was fine with it i was fine because with, i was um, invested in the story since we had the sort of teacher explanation about the parallel worlds and this that and the other i was kind of like okay they've explained this whole that there's thing this and, the, this great way to explain there. it as well yeah oh yeah no fantastic way um yeah, how, I mean, how else would you tackle this whole... Well, it's either going to be the teacher does it, or one of them does it, or a parent does it. And yeah, out of those options, the teacher... It's got to be a teacher, because it makes of, sense. Yeah, it, it's the natural way to do it. And, and I, I guess the only other way you'd have this show would be that you could do it where he's never obviously died, and, and this is just a friendship group trying to help somebody through. But I, it's not what they went for, obviously. Yeah, it's not as heavily hitting. It, it would have been even heavier if it had not been. Yeah, if he yeah. had not died in the first place, yeah. and this was all them trying to save him yeah. from the get go. But I, I was, I was heavily involved. Six episodes in, I was on board with. Will they? Won't they save Kakaru? Yeah, and it is the whole. Will they? Won't they? You yeah. sort of you, and you, your love for Hiroto doesn't come until later either. I don't think. I think yeah. uh, up to this point, you're just. He's still like, a minor character. He really is. Yeah, he he was just somebody you were like, oh, he's a, he seems like a nice guy, but he's not just a nice guy. He is he is the, the, nice the best guy. guy. Yeah. Episode six is when he starts coming to his own. Seven, seven. Um, After he explains about the letter and yeah, yeah. You know when when you finally get that revelation the yeah about the letter yeah. and his letter and things like that. That's when you you're like, there's more to him. Yeah, and he is actually a huge character in this. They're all more important than you give They're them credit for. They're all massively for. important. There's no more or less. Yeah. Right? They are short of the main two. And even then, they share a lot of screen time mm-hmm. Tons. with the others. Tons. A lot, a lot. Yeah, but I think it's supposed to be more of Yeah, like because a it's, friendship it's, it's group. a story about a, a this group of six. So group support this, yeah. one person. That's yeah. the point. It's not her. This whole thing it's is about a group of six. With a love story latched With a love on. story latched in there. That feels very natural. Natural, yeah. Most of the time. Sometimes it feels very spooned. That's because sometimes I think they're 
it's a little bit too fucking coy at times where it's like it's fucking obvious that you know you love each other so that might be that might be coy for us it probably isn't in japan i would imagine the whole point behind it is that kakaru yes he may be in love with her and he knows he is and he tells her he is but it keeps her arms length but he, because it doesn't, yeah, if they fall in love, she's got to lose something extra, and he has as well. He's afraid of hurting her, which is what he says to Hiroto in episode five, six. Yeah. He turns around and says, "I might. Like, is it okay for me to fall in love with her because I don't want to hurt someone else? Because he's got what shit going before. on. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he is not in a place that he wants to be in. And on that note, it's time for us to chuff off. All you summoners can join us next time where we will finish episode 7 to 13 of Orange. If you've got any questions or queries or just want to see what we're up to, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at How Not to Summon or join our Discord at How Not to Summon a Podcast. You can also enter our competition on any of those social platforms as well. So don't forget to send in your favourite quote or phrase that we've said from any of our previous animes. Get a free t-shirt. <laughs> Get some free shit. I've been Shinny Senpai. I've been Jim. I've been Grayson. See you later. See ya. Ta-ra.